Welcome, everyone, to our Comic-Con 2022 Fake Nerd Podcast special. We are doing a Comic-Con episode, but it's just the first three days. We're just going to do Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Uh, Sunday, we are recording this on a Saturday because our schedules kind of got wonky this this week. Wonky. Um, and uh, our, we will discuss, look... You know, these are the big days. If there's Sunday news, we'll just put, we'll just lump it in the news for our next episode. Nothing important ever happens on a Sunday. That's true. It's um, the Lord's Day. Sunday's a shopping day when you go to Comic Con. That's the day you go to get all that sweet, sweet merch. So I'm joined, of course, by. Oh wait, I'm Brandon T. McClure. I didn't introduce myself. I'm joined, of course, by Sparks Woody. Yeah, hi. I'm joined by Sammy. Sammy, you see me. And Ryan Eliopoulos. I'm joined by Kangy. <laughs> it's Kang for the audio listeners. And Ben Magnet, who wasn't going to be on this episode, but unfortunately has a bout of COVID. Yeah. And it's is on this cool. episode. You, you want to know what really sucks? Is when you find out you're sick the literal day before your flight. Which is what happened to me. Took three tests. All of them came up positive. Actually, no, four tests, technically, then my fourth one finally came in today. Straight up saying, yo, you positive. Yo, we reported this to California Public Health for, uh, Board. Yo, you sick. I'm like, yeah, no shit. I feel like garbage. Wait, you know what re- else? They reported you to the public to the California Public Health Board, did you say? Yep. I got That's text. funny. Can you I just got... imagine? Can you just imagine like a <laughs> do 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 this is the this is the public health board. Open up. Now technically he's a flight risk. That's true. <laughs> That's true. You know what also you're positive for? You're positive for hype for Comic-Con, Ben. Ain't that right? Uh, yeah. You said yeah, no, bitch. You're supposed to say yes. That's <laughs> 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 what we're here for. You know That's what? really what we're here for. No, I'm ex- no, don't get me wrong. I'm always excited for Comic-Con news. I'm always hyped for this. <laughs> but unfortunately, gentlemen, things have kind of been on my mind besides Comic-Con. You know, me not dying, me pretty much ruining my entire vacation. Yes. That I planned yes, three ben. fucking years for. Yes, Ben. Thanks for yes. I understand that. I'm sorry. We're still here to do a podcast about Comic Con, though. That oh, is yes. the point we're, why we're here. Oh, yes, we are here for Comic Con, and I am happy. I am here to talk to you guys about Comic Con because there were since, some since I Ben saw. since since Ben brought up personal life. I just want to do a public thank you for working around my schedule because, as you know, I uh, my father's been in the hospital this past week, uh, and I, I appreciate you guys working around that schedule. Mm-hmm. Hey, baby, I'm working late anyway. It's all good. That's true. Okay, well, I knew it when I saw all the like the people going like, "Hey, I'm going to Comic Con." Hey, I'm going to Comic Con. I was like, "This is gonna be a big Comic Con." It's been a while. It's been a yeah. while since we had a real big boy Comic Con. Yeah, and I was I was happy to be right. Why don't we get started though? If we're, if there's anything we want to vamp about, why don't we get started with uh, the Eisner Awards? Oh yeah! Hell yeah! <laughs> there's the Eisner. Well, go ahead, Ben. No, I was going to say there are some great wholesome tweets with people winning their Eisners, and I could not be happier for those artists. Yeah. Uh, so the Eisner Awards, for those of you who don't know, are the comic book awards. We've talked about them before, um, specifically the last Comic-Con episode we did. Um, they uh, uh, are held on the Friday of Comic-Con, uh, and it's industry professionals, and it's like the it's like the Oscars for comic, for comic books. So well, I'm going to go through the list. Uh, I'm going to say the winners, and if you guys want to know who they won against, let me know, because I also have that. I also have those, okay? Yeah, yeah. All right. All right, so Best Continuing Series was a tie 
between Bitterroot by David F. Walker, Chuck Brown, and Sanford Green, published by Image, mm-hmm. and Something is Killing the Children by James Tynan IV and Werther Deladero from Boon Studios. Ooh. Hell yeah. Good job, Tynan. Nice. So that was that was a tie. And I will say who, who won that because Tynan was um, up uh, tw- twice in that category He did he, for Department of Truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Immortal Hulk and Nightwing were also up for that category. Oh, good job. Yeah, I, I just pulled the list up for myself, too. Good job, Tom Taylor, getting that Nightwing, Nightwing in. That yeah. looks fun. Uh, best limited series went to The Good Asian by Porn Sack. Yep. Yep. That's okay. um, p- uh, it. Uh, He's European. It's hard. I get it. And Alexandra uh, Tef- Tefengi. Yeah. Uh, from Image. Um, that went up against uh, Beta Ray Bill, uh, which is Dana Warren Johnson's book, which I was cool, happy to see. The Many Deaths of Layla Star by Ram V. Uh, books hot, super hot, great book. Ram V is a star always. Mm-hmm. Stray Dogs was up for that category too. That's a future book clip from me. I'm waiting for uh, oh, Halloween. I actually just bought that book. That's funny. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. Uh, best new series went to The Nice House on the Lake by James Tynan and uh, Alvaro Martinez Bueno. Oh, damn. He won too. That's good. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. Oh, Radiant Black was up for that one. Yeah, that's, yeah a, that's, that's, that's that was a, a, a good a good year for comics. All those books listed right here are really good. Yeah, yeah. Best adaptation from another medium went to George Orwell's 1984, the graphic I novel did, adapted by Fido Nesti. Ooh. I didn't know that came out. I love that book and that movie. Uh, Disney's Cruella was up for that, an, a manga adaptation of that of that movie. Oh, that's really? sick! I'm into oh, that. Man. I bet that look. I bet that looks awesome. Probably does. Uh, best anthology went to "You Died," an anthology of the afterlife, edited by Kel McDonald and Andrea uh, Purcell from Iron Circus. That sounds great. Uh, I love I love Eisner's because it shows you, hey, here's all the coolest comics you didn't read this year. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. you died an anthology. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick that up. Yeah, the Silver Coin that was up for this one too, which I heard nothing but good things. I love that. I stopped reading after the first volume, but that is an incredible anthology where it follows a coin. Yeah, it's great. Best single issue slash one shot must be able to stand alone. Went to Wonder Woman Historia, the Amazons, uh, the first mm. issue. Mm-hmm. Um, written by Kelly Sudaconic and Phil Jimenez. Ooh, Phil, oh. that art, that is that is life, life-changing art in that book, y'all. That book's insane. I, I'm waiting for the trade, but yeah, I, I was really tempted to pick it up for the art alone. Um, that one went up against uh, Marvel Voices Identity number one, so that was cool. Best short story went to Funeral in Foam by Cassie Gilly and Raina Telgemeyer. Telgemeyer. This is a story in You Died, an anthology of the afterlife. Woo. It's a good, um, good book. It's a good book. Right. So that's cool. Oh, Daniel Warren Johnson did a did a Superman Red and Blue. Oh. Ooh, spicy. should read that. Uh, he, that was up, which is how I saw that. Uh, best academic scholarly work went to comics and the origins of manga, a revisionist history by Eek Exner, uh, published by Rutgers University Press. Ooh. Hell yeah, academics get it. Best comics related book went to All of the Marvels by Douglas Wolk by Penguin Press. That's not about Captain Marvel, believe it or not. Uh, Best painter slash multimedia artist for interior art art, uh, went to Sana Takeda, monstrous monstrous was a book club of ours that book, book is still being published that book is still that looks on like issue like 50 that book is yeah, is still going. hardcore 
Best coloring went to Matt Wilson for Undiscovered Country, Firepower, Eternals, Thor, Wolverine, and Jonah and the Impossible um, um, Monsters. Damn, Matt, Matt Wilson is on all those books. Yeah, <laughs> that did that did works. That's crazy. Uh, Terry Dodson for Adventure Man was up on that. Was up for that. That was cool. Best penciler slash inker or penciler slash inker team went to Phil Jimenez for Wonder Woman Historia, the Amazons. And this is there are all these books here are are uh, listed all below are really great looking books. But man, Wonder Woman Historia, that is like seriously like career defining work for, for yeah. an artist. I mean, it's odd. Ribbick on Eternals is incredible. Yeah, but like that is no offense. That is more of him doing his great thing. Woman in Woman Historia is like straight up like next next level shit. Yeah. Best graphic gra best graphic album reprint went to The Complete American Gods by Neil Gaiman, P. Craig Russell, and Scott Hampton by Dark Horse Comics. Interesting. So this is just like what's the best reprint? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, against Locking Key, Rick and Morty. Okay, that's a that's an interesting category. Okay. Yeah. Best publication design went to Marvel Comics Library, Spider-Man Volume 1, 1962 to 1964 by Tashin. I have to, I'm gonna look this up after. Like, what is why what is this? why are you picking I old guess books? like trade dressing like you did good for trade dress good job I, I guess I mean it is design element so yeah yeah, yeah. no no disrespect best archival co collection slash project comic books at least 20 years old went to EC covers artist edition edited by Scott Dunbeer IDW uh, best archivist collection project strips at least 20 years old Went to Popeye, the E.C. The e. Seeger Sundays Volume 1 by E.C. Seeger, edited by Gary Groth and Conrad Groth from Fantagraphics. Good job, Popeye. You're winning something. You're not making movies made, though. Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> that I'm so the the, the 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 worst news that came out of this week was that Gendy's like, yeah, no, it's dead. Oh, it's Popeye, so dead. Popeye movie's dead. Yeah, that's a shame. Best humor publication went to Not All Robots by Mark Russell and Mike Diodato Jr., Mark Russell is the best a in the game. AWA Upshot. Best U.S. edition of international material Asia went to Love Sickness, Junji Ito story collection by Junji Ito, translation by Jocelyn Allen from Viz Media. Cool. Good okay. job, Junji nice. Ito. Best, uh, best U.S. edition of international material went to The Shadow of a Man by Benoit Peters and Francois uh, Schuiten. Translation by Stephen D. Smith. I think that's Europe. I think that, that was supposed to be like the Europe division. Yeah, yeah. Best publication for teens, ages 13 to 17, went to The Legend of Auntie Poe by Xing Yin Kor. Coquila uh, Penguin Random House published that. Strange Academy was up for that. And Wind. Wow. I was actually surprised Wind didn't... Wind? Win. Is that... Yeah, but, on, was it ongoing? Uh, it's like, uh, it, it is ongoing, but it's only published like once every three months. It's uh, oh, okay. James Tynan's book. No, yeah, yeah. I just, I wasn't sure. I thought that was like a miniseries or something. Best publication for kids, ages nine through 12, went to Salt Magic by Hope Larson and Rebecca Mock. Margaret Ferguson, Books Holiday House. That's the uh, publishers. <clears throat> Best publication for early readers up to age eight went to Chibi Usagi, Attack of the Hebe Chibis by Julie <laughs> and Stan Sakai. IDW. That sounds all right. That's cute. Um, best cover artist went to Jen Bartell for Future State Immortal Wonder Woman number one and two, Wonder Woman Black and Gold number one, Wonder Woman 80th Anniversary, and Women's History Month variant covers. Man, this is a tough 
cover artist list. Every person here is like is insane, and Jen Bartel is like she's she's so hot right now. She draws like the most the most beautiful covers. Like I love her Wonder Woman design. Like honestly, I love it. Her uh, her She Hulk covers recently are mwah, to die for. Yeah, the people on this on this category were David Mack, Bruno Redondo, Alex Ross, uh, Julian Totino uh, T- Tedesco, and uh, Yoshi uh, Yoshitana Yoshitani. Good talent. Good talent. Best writer slash artist went to Barry Windsor Smith for Monsters Fantagraphics. This is very cool. Barry Windsor Smith is an old school guy. Uh, it's cool that he can still do new stuff um, uh, uh, like years later. Yeah. Uh, people up for this one were Junji Ito, Allison Bechdel, Daniel Warren Johnson, and Will McFa- McPhail. Junji Ito? Hell yeah. Uh, best writer went to James Tynan IV. Four, House of Slaughter, Something is Killing the Children, Wind, The Nice House on the Lake, The Joker, Batman, DC Pride 2021, The Department of Truth, and Blue Book, uh, and Razor Blades. He wrote all those comics in a year. Yes, he did. <laughs> he's a he's a madman. Uh, he won up against uh, Ed Brubaker, Kelly Sutaconic, Philip Umello, and Ram V. Man. Yeah, he deserves it. Didn't he, didn't he win last year? Hmm, I don't remember I, if he won I, last year. I kind of swore you won last year, but like he's he's killing it still. Good job, bro. Uh, best lettering went to Barry Windsor Smith for Monsters. Woo! Good for you. Best webcomic went to Laura Olympus by Rachel Smythe. Webtoons. Oh, I know that. Hey, I, I read that. I read That's that getting one. a show. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that the the only one that we recognize that we would probably know for, uh, went up against was Batman Wayne Fa- Wayne Family Adventures was up for That's that. Sure. That's, that's a great book. It's a great book. Best digital comic went to Snow Angels by Jeff Lemire and Jock, which is a Comicsology original. Ooh, I love Comicsology. Okay. Best reality-based work went to the Black Panther Party, a graphic history by David F. Walker and Marcus Quame Anderson. Ten speaker. I've, I've heard really good things about that. Yeah, it's been on my list for a bit. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, best graphic memoir. Uh, I'm very happy about this win. Run, book one, by John Lewis, Andrew Aiden, L. Fury, and Nate Powell. Oh, I got oh, yeah. it right here. I got it right here. Yeah. Also, uh, David F. Walker, uh, who just won, he won for Bitter Root for Best Continuing Series at the beginning of the hour. So uh, he won two Eisners this, this week. Good oh, cool. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, happy to see John Lewis get that uh, post-mortem? Posthumous. Posthumous. Posthumous um, uh, uh, win. Best graphic album, new, went to Monsters by Barry Windsor Smith. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And best comics-related periodical slash journalism went to womenwriteaboutcomics.com, edited by Wendy Brown and Nola Fow. They did win last year. That I remember I, specifically. They are terrific Twitter follows, and their website is terrific as well. Congratulations. Yeah. That's awesome. And that is the Eisner Awards. Congratulations to all the winners. Thank you guys for for doing that for me. I love celebrating artists. I love I it. Love. It makes me so happy. I, I'm really happy that you uh, uh, campaigned us to do the Eisners because I love I, I love doing that. I love awards when people deserve them. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, so let's get into some trailers up top. We're gonna talk. These are trailers that didn't have anywhere to anywhere else to go. Woo woo! I'm ready. So we're gonna. I'm t- ready. So we're gonna. I I assume that nobody here watched the trailer for Transformers Earth Spark. Yes, I did. There's a oh, what? Did. So, Ben, there's a new Transformers show coming out on Nickelodeon slash Paramount Plus. 
probably Ooh. both, probably one or the other, um, called Transformers Earth Spark. Okay. And it looks miscast. How so? Well, Alan Tudyk is playing Optimus Prime, and I'm not crazy about his Optimus Prime voice. And oh. Danny Putty is playing Bumblebee, and I thought I would like that, but I didn't. Huh. It just okay. looks like it just looks like another Transformer show in like the modern age of like. Sorry, I should be more specific. Another Transformer show on Earth, where it's mm. just like, yeah, all right, like, and and I think that the previous shows like Prime and stuff and whatever the one that was on Cartoon Network that was in between that and this, uh, with Will Friedle as Bumblebee. Um, oh, Transformers animated. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm glad that they keep making Transformers content. I'm just not seeing a lot that's like, oh, I haven't seen this before. Other than like, cool, it's a black family. I'm glad. Like, I'm not saying that in a put down way. Like, I'm glad that it is specifically an entire family of black people dealing with with the Transformers. But like, beyond the optics, I'm, I just don't yeah. see a lot of new here. So basically, the plot is that these two kids uh, birth Transformers. Yeah, I guess. Uh, don't know. Uh, like the, the like two Transformers, two Cybertronians are created on Earth, so there are Earth Cybertronian hybrid uh, beings, and it's like, and so Optimus shows up and he's like, Bumblebee, you need to, you need to train the, our new, our new Cybertronian. You're doing, you're doing too much call, and that's not how Tudyk did it. Oh, I'm so sorry. There's, there's a little bit more, more nasal in in Tudyk's voice. So I just watched it. It's it's. Not it's it just Fine. seems like more Transformers. Like they're not doing anything. <laughs> right. Like right. there's there's honestly nothing like the animation's fine. It's kind of doing like the new like modern 3D look that kids shows have that I'm like not a, not super fond of. But uh, it's not winning me over to want to watch it. To be honest, it seems kind of whatever. Yeah, I I was kind of like okay, you know, Alan Tudyk is doing Optimus Prime. I'm kind of into that, but he's just he's just trying to do Peter Cullen, but he's not doing it well. Right. I feel um, like he's done that type of voice before. I just don't remember from what, because he's done so many. I know. It, and I just I just kind of look at it like I had I had a perfect Transformers show with Transformers Prime, right? Mm -hmm. Like I think Transformers Prime is incredible. And I think it really nailed everything I loved about Transformers. And I've always been trying I've always been kind of chasing that. And I never I never I never I've never gotten it again. I think I think you're pretty much correct in this in the fact that like it probably doesn't get better in the modern age for a Transformers story set on Earth than yeah. Transformers Prime. Yeah. I I think I'm firmly at the point where like new any new Transformers show kind of has to be more in the line of the Netflix stuff, which which I enjoyed to a degree. Um where it's more focused on the Transformers and I don't need live action movie kind of killed me on the Earthbound stories. I think I think about Starscream's line in the, the third Transformers show a lot. Yeah, I do. Too. Oh, I loved Transformers animated. The, yeah. the one with Bumblebee in the lead. I don't remember, but it's got the big green tank guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. I. Oh, yeah. Transformers animated. Yeah. That, then from 2006. Yeah, that's the jam. Yeah. Yeah. I like that one. And uh, this is just where I'm like, I don't know how we're not repeating some of the same beats here. I will you know, say uh, I do like that Optimus gets dirty and uses his wipers. I thought that was that cute. was cute. That was cute. Yeah, because uh, there's a bit where Optimus like his hands are dirty and he wipes them on his chest and then his wipers clean him clean up oh, the, that's funny. the chest plate. Oh, that was cute. Uh, yeah, I, I just kind of like at this point, I'm really just kind of looking forward to Transformers Rise of the Beast. Yeah. 
Well, it sounds like something we're not particularly jazzed about, so we should move on because there's lots of other things we are. Jazz? How about cool. how about then House of the Dragon? Yeah, I watched this trailer because yeah. it came out early. Um, I said things we're jazzed about. Oh, Listen, I'm sorry. <laughs> you don't have to be jazzed, Sparks Wick Witty. Uh, I really like this trailer. It's like a three minute long trailer. Uh, I am fully ready to be back in the world of Thrones. Uh, Me too. I am not just excited to be back in the world of Thrones because it's a world I really like. Uh, every behind the scenes thing that I've heard makes me believe this is a show worth watching and it's a show they believe in as well. Um, uh, one of the main uh, directors from the from the Game of Thrones show is coming on to help show run it. He's like, he directed some of the best episodes. George Railroad Martin himself has helped creating it. And he's saying like, the thing, and he kind of put down the last seasons of the last show. He was like, the thing about this show is like, I know where all the characters are going because I've written them all already and it's going to be written the way that I, that I wrote them. Uh, so like, if he respects it, then I respect it. It's got my boy Matt Smith. It's got a bunch of dragons. I love fantasy shit and it looks cool and expensive and I'm ready for it. At the panel, someone asked him, it's, uh, uh, someone said it's Morbin time to Matt Smith, and Matt oh. Smith was like, "What?" Of course he doesn't know. <laughs> of course he doesn't know. Of course not. The panel, the panel was cute. I, I, I caught a little bit of the of the the kind of recap of it, and and uh, George George Martin was like, uh, "I was asked. I, I almost did a cameo, but I decided that I I have to finish the book that I've been writing for a hundred years before I can do a cameo in this show." He acknowledges it. I, I respect it. Yeah. Books are hard. Yeah, they are. But I'm excited, too, for House of the Dragon. Trailer looks awesome. Like, pretty much, I'm echoing everything that Ryan is saying, um, especially, like, the way the show looks, the dragons, all of it. I'm like, I want to go back. I want to go back so bad. Mm -hmm. This is a couple hundred years or just a hundred years? Yeah, it's a about, hundred. like, a couple hundred years. The technology is the same. Yeah. Uh, they said they used the volume for the dragon riding sequences, which I thought was cool. They did, yeah, yeah. Uh, that is, um, uh, that makes sense for you know, for for some like you know, for, yeah. I think like I think Avatar that's kind of, almost. I think that's kind of where the volume shines too. Is what is like when we see like um, uh, in the Mandalorian. I think the best uses of it are in the space flight sequences, like vistas and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think when you're when you're seeing it, when you're seeing it move around a a, a, a ship is kind of cool, or like a in this case a dragon. And I want to hear, uh, I just want to hear your thoughts first, because, like, I actually don't, I, I don't mind if you're not excited for the show. Like, I understand why people wouldn't be. Um, I, the thing that also excited me is, like, like, this show is going to take period over decades, like, decades and decades of time, because, like, Targaryens uh, have such a long lineage, and, like, you're going to see characters, like, you see in this trailer, like, grow up over time, and, like, it's going to be doing, like, giant time jumps and I'm, I'm always a fan of that type of storytelling when it's done right because it just like I love being dropped in a new like oh my gosh like what's happened since the, that's what Westworld is doing this season really well which I really like uh Sparks anything I think it's a good trailer I just I don't think that there's any trailer that could could make me want to go back to Game of Thrones right now yeah if I'm being honest I don't think like any trailer would do it I I think that I have to watch an episode and feel like oh I want to watch this and I don't think anything short of that is going to make me jazzed about it, to be honest. Yeah, that's um, fair. I, I just don't have that. There's a lot of other things out there that I don't feel the need to go to Westeros right now. Yeah. Uh, with how I left it the last time, I'm like, I've got the books. There's a lot of other content out there I'm really interested in watching right now. I will give this show a chance. I will watch that episode. If that episode grabs me, then great. I'm happy to be grabbed. I think this is a well-made trailer. I think it does look like a competent show. 
I personally just am not like, dang, I got to get back there. I'm like, you're not going to grab me with a trailer. You're just not. I've realized that's what it is because I can acknowledge yeah. that this looks like exactly what you'd want it to be. And yeah. I'm just like, I'm just not there. I'm not there. I, I, that's which, fair. Which honestly, probably yeah. will benefit me in the long run. It will. Uh, where I'll go in and I'll be completely pleased because I will have had no expectations of it whatsoever. So there's more swords on the on the throne. Mm-hmm. Yes, there were. I thought that was interesting that that the, that they remodeled it later on in the years. Just be like, okay, you know what? Less swords. This is too. Well, this is too much. It is in, in practical terms. Like you do see a guy cut himself on it, which is bad luck. But I'm like, you, it's made of swords. What do you expect to happen, bro? Like yeah. uh, they 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 smartened and smoothed it down over time. I think I, I think it's also it's also wanting to capture the idea of of Martin's description of it more from the books than the yeah. show initially did uh, with its run on Game of yeah. Thrones. Because yeah, it is a, it is much more. Um, grandiose. No, I was going to say it's much more. Uh, I, I was going to describe the show one. I was going to say it's much more condensed. Yeah. Uh, down to its, like the, its, it's simplest like the, understanding. <laughs> like the yeah. throne of scissors that the uh, 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 Krogan God sits on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, sorry, Sparks. I thought you were mentioning. I thought you were talking about the one from the book because the one in the book is like massive. No, I get you. Because in the book, they actually say it's that. They, although they do make a funny joke, and I want to say season two or three, where they're like the thousand swords. There's not a thousand swords. There's barely even two hundred. I know. I counted it used, them. It used to be bigger. All right, then. How about Dragon Ball Super Superhero had a trailer, a Comic Con trailer? Ooh, I'm not gonna watch this one just to, just for my for my safety. No dialogue in this one. Once again, uh, we do get a little bit at the end, um, mostly just Piccolo being like, Gohan, you're the strongest being on Earth. Do something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which I've, I've I thought seen, was fun. I've seen bits of um, I've seen bits of this trailer through like mobile advertising, like on TikTok and Instagram. Uh, that animation style is the one thing that's putting me off. You know what? I, know, I really I know talked about it and we complained about this animation style a lot, but it worked. But the second this animation style was in Broly, it worked in Broly. And this one, I'm this glad to see a- Gohan is taking the reins again. He's like getting better, but at the same time, I still feel something's off. This is not the animation style from Broly, Ben. Well, no, he's talking. Both. He said, like for the moment, it's like the CGI animation when they break into the other dimension. That's yeah. what he's referring to. Yeah, eh, kind of. I'm actually. It's like I'm, it's like a more evolved version of what they were playing with there. I'm actually like all in on this animation now. And I don't know if it's like Stockholm syndrome because I've just seen it a lot, but like I'm so into this. Like I really like, especially this is going to sound really shitty, especially when it's not moving because like, because like for whatever reason, when it's not moving, it looks really pretty. Um, I think that it's going to be very difficult in the dub Mm -hmm. uh, because their lips move more distinctly than they do in the 2d animation. So I think the jarringness of the dub is going to be more prominent than it's ever been in Dragon Ball. Yeah. Um, but I'm a, with Dragon Ball. I'm a dub boy for life. So um, that's going to be the boys. <laughs> I mean, that being said, I watched Super in, in sub and that was that was a wild transition for me. Um, I, I think that I do think that I'll be fine with it in context. Yeah. Once I'm watching the movie, the animation, I'll be like, all right, cool. And there will probably be a few things in there where I'm like, mm. Okay. I'm still looking uh, forward to having a movie just almost solely about Gohan. 
Yeah, I am too. I am too. Uh, I I wish I didn't know as many things as I've unfortunately learned. Oh, I um, don't know anything. I won't say. I won't share. Uh, like okay. it, it's my own my own it's fault the, for following same. too many people who like Dragon Ball stuff on Twitter. <laughs> and unfortunately, that movie has come out across the world already. So right. I've found that movie online in Japanese. So yeah. like it's there, but like I'm not do, I'm not disrespecting the movie. We're seeing that in theaters, baby. I'm, I'm doing that. We're doing yeah, that. just yeah. The, the, I wish they did. A simultaneous release um but i'm i'm optimistic for a good time an important thing that came up at the panel um is that uh akira toriyama said that his son uh sasuke will be overseeing the legacy of the franchise in the event of his passing oh yeah oh, he wow. like officially he officially said so it'll be it would be him and toyotoro but mm-hmm. Sasuke will essentially inherit all the decisions about what happens with Dragon Ball. Um, but that's that's after, saying he, after Akira Toriyama passes. That's saying Toriyama is doing this until the day he dies, is what he's saying. He, well, yeah. or yeah, until yeah, he, he so might, that's he, like that's work, he, baby. He might have been saying that in a nice way, and yeah. like that we are essentially on the the precipice of an Akira stepping away moment. I, I think he still made this announcement because he's like, this is who's going to have the the reins of Dragon Ball going forward after me. It's my son. It's the Gohan taking over for the Goku. That's okay. So well, it's it's nice yeah. that it's nice that he made that distinction because, like, I think a lot of people are were concerned that Toyotoro would take over. I think that's range. exactly. I think that's exactly why it happened. Because like Toyotoro, like he's fine and he like mimics the art style very well, but like he has been a divisive figure in the fandom as far as like his plotting goes. Right. And so I think people were just kind of like, if if Toriyama does pass before whatever story he's trying to tell in Super is done. I don't want it to be Toy Toro. So like Toy Toriyama going like, it's going to be my son. I think it was, was to dissuade people's fears. I agree. And I think it's just really nice that not only that he did that, but that it's his son, that there's a, a family interest that his son is passionate about doing justice to these characters in the franchise going forward, even, even into the future. Yeah. And that Akira trusts him with it and wanted to make that very plain. Yeah, I think so that's really that's, cool. That's really nice. Yeah. Um, we haven't had an episode in a couple of weeks. Uh, if we did, we would have talked about the first trailer for The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. But instead, we're going to be talking about the Comic-Con trailer for The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. I mean, if you watch that other one, I think we can just talk about both. I watched I, it a long There's time enough, like, no overlap it, footage. There's this a lot also more like, footage in this one. This is also, like, the 30-minute one? Yeah. Yeah. Y'all... Um, that's, that's, I, 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 see, that's the thing. Okay, so, see, that's the thing. It's like, it's like, you asked me to watch the House of Dragon trailer and get excited about going back to Westeros, and this came out, and I'm like, y'all, I'm going back to Middle Earth. You guys are like, F off with Westeros. I don't care if I don't get back there for eight years. Sorry, Matt Smith. Even I agree with that. Like, this, Westeros, this, was, like, this was a movie trailer. Westeros, yeah. ghost in the corner. We're going to be chilling with the hobbits over here. Man, like, no, no, for so real, cinematic. Though, for real though, this looked incredible, and like yeah. I was, I was shocked to see how big and expensive it looked. Because it's not. My, it's, hold on, hold on. I had to keep telling myself, this is a television show. This yeah. is a series. Yeah. This is not a film. God damn it! hot. We've been talking about M&M. how this is the most expensive television show ever made. And I'm like, this is a television show. The same concept artist from the Lord of the Rings trilogy. The same music. I, I'm happy. Oh, yeah. At the panel, it was announced that uh, Henry Jackman, who composed the score for... Not Henry... Howard Shore. Howard who Shore. Composed, 
who composed the score for uh, uh, the for the first three films, uh, came back and scored the main theme for this one. Bear McCreary took over as the main guy. Bro, he's, oh, baby. Get it, get it. <sighs> and there's this one... Money. There's this one shot um, that you only see for a second in the Comic-Con trailer, but you see it for longer in the previous trailer we were just mentioning, um, where it's bodies that are floating in, like, underwater, but it's, like, deep underwater, and you can see the fire above the water, so it's making it all illuminate, and I'm like, oh, this is cinema. <laughs> See, that's the thing. That's the thing. It's it's you could have all the money in the world. Like like uh, I'll take a shot. Like at Disney, Disney has all the money in the world. They they don't utilize their money well. This is this is utilizing your budget and making like this like set pieces and like use practical when you need to and like beautiful CGI. Like it's like they're they're going hard on the show. They, like it looks so good. They took it seriously. They took it seriously and wanting to. They wanted you to feel like this was before the Peter Jackson films. They wanted yes. you to feel that way. And to do that, you have to commit so hard and they've clearly done it. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I was so blown away by both of these trailers, quite frankly, but the comic con trailer more. So, uh, I, we get a lot more Galadriel in this, in the comic con trailer. There's get that, a better, a better shot of a sealed door. We get a really great shot of Sauron. Oh my God. He's so hot. He's it's so Eminem. Hot. It's Eminem. <laughs> I'm so they, glad he's so hot because he's supposed to be. The 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 best thing is that they were because like he's not he's not named in the trailer. They they do name Sauron, yes. but they don't name they don't make the connection. Yeah, yeah. But the but the Eminem looking dude is Sauron. Uh, before he makes the rings of power, the ring of power, and you're just like, Ugh. I I'm so, I'm so my, glad he's hot. My my tertiary knowledge of the Cimmerillion and like you know just like I like I've read Lord of the Rings, but I've never read anything else. But like. This this being like the middle chapter, like there's three ages where like the Lord of the Rings is a third age. The first age, shit's bad. The world got created. It's all evil. Shit's bad. The second period, it's all peace. But then shit, then shit turns into the third age, right? And how do we get there? And how do and all the people get the rings of power? It's great. Right. And that's why this is such an interesting age for them to do because the Cimmerillion is, is almost entirely first age. Yeah. So okay. uh, this is all just living in the space between. Like there are no space official like between. novels telling you intimate stories of of characters during this time period. There is like the history of Middle Earth that covers this time period that gives you some more details in a broad sense than and we know what you would get from Galadriel's uh, monologue at the beginning of Fellowship. Yeah, we know we know what um, what which characters are alive at this point, which is why we see Galadriel and Elrond uh -huh. specifically in this trailer, and so like. You have those, those, and you know what those characters were doing prior to being given the rings of power. So you can uh, extrapolate from from that in many ways. And, and Isildur, which is, I think, I, I think one of the most interesting facts is that he's in this fucking show. Isildur, Calabrimbor, he bing 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 from those games. He's in the show too. You're right. Yeah. Um, we, we see, we see, um. We saw this in the tease in a teaser too, but like there's the Hobbit that says you know the skies are are weird or whatever, um, and we see someone falling from the sky. Now there's a lot of speculation that that's a wizard, because that's mm -hmm. how the wizards came to Middle Earth. But they didn't come to Middle Earth until the Third Age, but that's kind of contested apparently by by Tolkien scholars. So you could fudge it and say that a mm -hmm. or the Blue Wizards is what people are thinking. The Blue Wizards who are not explored very well in any Lord of the Rings media. Uh, could have shown up at the end of the second age, which is basically when the show takes place. I I I have to assume because it is a it's a it's it's a, it's a live action thing. Like they'll, they'll a wizard will be there in some shape or form. They'll make. I it would work. love it. I would love it if it's the blue wizards because like yeah. 
you can you don't need to have Sauron, you don't need to have Gandalf, you don't need to have Radagast. You can have yeah. the Blue Wizards, who are never named in the Lord of the Rings in any in any Tolkien, uh, 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 anything yeah. written by Tolkien. So you could do anything you want with those two characters. Right. That's what's so good about again, like when you're you're only beholden to like, this is when it takes place. And like, you got Galadriel and Elrond, all these other characters that it's made up so they can do whatever fun stuff they want. And mm -hmm. just tell the story through that. And it's like, it's so sometimes nice not to be beholden to things. Uh, and like, this is, this is one way where you I have, would agree. You have like your guardrails of the first age and the third age, but then you're all, you're all loose outside of that. See. Like you got your, you got your points, but like you can go crazy in there. So yeah. excited for the show guys. I'm happy to be excited for the show because yeah, I was too. definitely like started the year, spent most of the year nervous about this show. Because I'm we... like, I feel I felt like, boy, like if you whiff on this, you you probably whiff on any other Lord of the Rings visual live action media trying to continue on the Peter, the Peter Jackson established legacy. Yeah, yeah. that's Do probably know... the end of it. If this is like a one season deal, or like it will will probably have multiple seasons. Oh, it's probably it's a it's not a limited series. They've never okay. said limited series, so I would That's say I as long know. as the audience is there because it is so expensive. As long as the audience is there, there will be more seasons. Probably not a lot because of how expensive it is. We're probably looking at like a three to five. Makes you know sense. What's happening? You know what's but, happening uh, right now? Hmm. If if Amazon announces any show, I'm like, yeah, all right, I'm there. Yeah. Quite frankly, like I. They're kind of killing it right now. They're, they they're certainly they're certainly on a good track right now. Yeah. Which I which is give a lot of money to creatives and let creatives do the, their creative work. Yeah. We'll, we'll right. See, I'm, I'm happy to be happy. Me yeah. too. There was a director's panel. Uh, there always are. There was a director on director panel. This time was Andrew Stanton and Tim Miller and uh, Chad Stahelski. Uh, that's the important one. And there was a lot of talk about like, you know, I'm doing my Highlander movie with Henry Cavill. Andrew Stanton was like, here's what I would have done with the Mars trilogy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So somebody tweeted about that in a way where they were purposefully making it seem like Disney plus was picking up his, uh. his other two films and like bringing back John Carter stuff. Cool. And I was like, what? And I went and investigated. I'm like, they got the click, man. Troll. They got the troll. click. <laughs> Those sons of bitches. They got your that's, click. That was really that. That's really cool. But then, then Keanu Reeves showed up and was like, "Hey, I just did a panel earlier. How You're about I just sit here? Taking. <laughs> You're all breathtaking. Here's John Wick for the trailer." Oh, man, just when you think, how can you just kill people in interesting ways and shoot them up real good? Like they find a way. They always find a way. Uh, John Wick's the best franchise ever, y'all. I love it so much. There's two incredible actors in this movie that I'm super excited to see. Obviously, Donnie Yen, who right. is not excited to see John Wick go up, go up against Donnie Yen. Mm -hmm. right. uh, and the, I don't know the actor's name, but the guy who played Scorpion, the one who who lost out his role of John Wick 3 to do Avengers Endgame, is now in John Wick 4. Yes. Um, uh, uh, Something Sonata, right? Oh, yeah, maybe. Um, maybe. You know what? I'm gonna look it up because I need to know that guy's name. You guys banter real quick. But Avengers it looks. Yeah, he was at the very a... beginning. Of, yeah, it's the Yakuza guy that that Hawkeye kills. Oh yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. And he was supposed to be, if I remember correctly, he's supposed to be the bald dude in in John Wick Three. Yeah. Uh, okay, but he got it. but they, he did Avengers Endgame instead. Hiroyuki Sonata. Yeah. He's also in Westworld. 
Yes. That's yes. so true. Yes. Love that guy. I was thinking about a different actor. Um, yeah, I'm stoked. I'm, I'm stoked. I, I was less hot on John Wick three than the first two. So I was a little Me nervous too. that the magic might be gone mm-hmm. and like, you know, we might oversaturate a good thing. I'm still a little nervous about that, but I'm less nervous now that I've seen this trailer. There was a mm. lot. I had the same feeling because like if you remember our John Wick 3 uh, uh, review, I was also less hot on it because a lot of it kind of felt like, OK, we're, do- we're doing a lot of the same beats. We're not. I, I love the I love the shit out of the beginning of that of that movie, because that's all like interesting kills and really fun, clever ways to do fights. And then it kind of loses that steam all through the, throughout the film. Mm hmm. And what I see in this trailer is just a lot of really cool and interesting fight scenes yeah. that I hope are just dispersed throughout the movie that I could be really excited about. Yeah. Shall we? <gasps> All right. Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Get oh. out of town! Get <laughs> my God. Break my keyboard! <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so this... I- this was wild to me because I, I got to it after some of the hype had gotten out yeah. on Twitter. Um, so when I got to the trailer, I had this I, I had this whole experience where I'm watching it and I'm like, this has all the pieces of just generic fantasy bullshit apparent in it. All the all the all the potential for like cheap gimmicks, cheap CGI, uh, going going for just like the standard formulaic fantasy thing. And yet somehow it's also clearly better than that. And, I, and I'm very impressed that they're in this space where I'm like, they it, it would almost feel like generic fodder. And yet mm-hmm. it, it's giving a very clear vibe that there, it's more than that. Yeah. Uh, amazing. The thing, the thing, and I will comment on that because like D&D is kind of generic in nature because it is about the storytelling. So like a lot of it is right. like, oh, elves and dwarves and you're wearing like tunics and stuff. So like that one is one of the true. reasons one yeah. of the reasons why it's been so hard to get a live action movie of of it is because of that. Yeah. Is yeah. because it's it just falls into Yeah. It's up to the dungeon master, it's up to the players to craft this own story. And that's why I mean yeah, you give them the pieces, okay, cool, generic fantasy, whatever. But given the characters and the people who play those characters and the outcomes when you roll a d20 or whatever that makes the story that makes something great and at first when i saw that there was a dungeons dragons trailer i'm thinking okay this movie's probably gonna suck i hear chris pine's voice i'm like what and then i see the owlbear i'm like holy shit the most important thing is that this is the people who made game night and Mm -hmm. game night is one of the best studio comedies to come out maybe ever of all time for real (laughs) so like those guys know how to write characters and know how to write a script. These guys are super nerds. Like one of the guys is from Freaks and Geeks, like John Francis Daly. Like that is that is a real ass nerd geek kid who got to make his dream project now. Like it's it's like a, it's like a dream come true kind of like project. I mean, what's what's really incredible about this cast is that much like Game Night, you ha- you just populate your cast with charming as hell actors. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I'm so who- happy for Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah, I'm so happy for her. Get out from under Vin. <laughs> I was, I was, I was like um, the guy from Bridgerton. Mm, Bridgerton, he's in it. Like uh, he does this thing. He does this thing where like he like shoots his sword and it's like his his sword like shoots out and this is a little dagger. I was like, oh, that's cool. Uh, Sophia Lillis is in this from uh, it. It chapter one and Bev. two. Oh, that's not bad. Um, she she she's the she's the the girl who turns into the owlbear. I love her. I think she's great. Um, he's a druid. Justice Smith. 
Justice Smith, who I, I Smith is there. given a proper script, I think really impresses. Yes. Um, it's like, man, the, 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 you know what, you know what really sold me? Hugh Grant is what, well, what, is when, <laughs> boy, when doesn't he? It was Hugh Grant in this trailer. He's the Hugh bad, Grant, he's, he's the main the, bad he's guy. He's the guy. He's the what? guy that they're stealing. He's from not in it. Uh, he's not in it a lot, but Hugh Grant is the bad guy. Yeah, he's, he's the guy who's holding the thing. No, 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 no. He's the he he does the scene where he he has the scene where he's in the arena uh, uh-huh. and he like like does this thing. He has no speaking lines. He's just it's, there. It's very it's very short. Okay, okay, because I didn't rec- I didn't recognize. I'll have to Hugh, Hugh Grant's the bad guy. Um, but it, it's when Chris it's when he's like he also plays the loot and then Chris Pine does the. Oh, you mean the end of the trailer? <laughs> yeah, it's the trailer. A good, it's like, a good fit. I was really into it. I was really into it, but that that was like, oh shit. And so like, because the trailer starts, and I like, I understand D and D enough to know like, we're a party of thieves, and I'm like, well, no, you're not. Like, you're you're all stealing, but you're not a party of thieves. You're a party of all these different things. And so like, the whole time I'm watching the trailer, I'm like, so what exactly is Chris Pine? And then he's it's the like, bard. he's the bard. <laughs> I mean, because they're all thieves. Like, okay, you're all not rogues. I could see. And then it's like you see Michelle Rodriguez. She's a barbarian. I saw this great TikTok. I'm bummed that Brain doesn't have it because I want to send it to him. Because this guy essentially said that thanks to Dungeons and Dragons, Michelle Rodriguez is officially the Fast and the Furious. Mm. <laughs> I, there was um there was a talk about this movie. Someone someone made this theory, and I don't I don't know if I want this, but at the same time I kind of do. Where like someone said on Twitter is like. Wouldn't it be funny? Wouldn't it be great if, if like, if like halfway through the movie, it's just like hold up, and we just zoom out, and it's just people playing D and D. Oh god! Oh yeah, that's that's why they got the game. I, so honestly, good. that's why I thought they got the guys who made Game Night to do exactly that thing. Yeah. I would. I'm immediately. Would I'm immediately like picturing shots over them, like traveling through the woods or something that look like the Game Night pieces so oh, they yeah. look like miniatures traveling on a map god i hope that's true that's but at the same so time cool. but at the same time just a high budget fantasy comedy uh based around dungeons and dragons would also be really great if done well so like Absolutely. either way either direction you want to go in i'm totally sold and the other thing is like i i, I feel pretty confident uh, in this because i've seen enough people on on twitter and the D fandom just popped up on my just like came alive on my twitter feed being like this is a this looks like a campaign from Dungeons and Dragons. Boy, I let got, me let me let me go ahead, Sparks. No, I was going to just real quickly say I got like big galaxy brain when Brandon brought that up because I'm like, God, you could like do so much with a Dungeons and Dragons franchise in general. But like this movie, if you're saying that, like the people who are playing it can be different from the people they're playing and how Jumanji, that affects Jumanji. how they craft their but, but how that affects how they craft their like more more substance to it than, no, than yeah, the yeah. way jumanji does it but like you know uh is is a is a male uh playing the female barbarian and mm-hmm. you know like vice versa kinds of things and like how that that translates into how they present them their characters it could be so cool sorry yeah no no like i like I, I am happy either way. If it's a game night or if it's just a DD, I would truly be happy either way because it's gonna be a good time with these guys. Uh the thing that like I grew up uh, not really playing Dungeons and Dragons until I got older, but I bought, I'm not joking, every single monster manual. Because I love drawing monsters. I love learning about monsters. So They like, look so cool. They look so cool, yeah. Like, the first thing that I notice in, like, in so much fantasy shit, when you see a dragon, what do they do? They spew fire. That is the 99% of the time dragons spew fire. Dragons spew an acid in the beginning of this trailer. 
And I've never seen that in a $200 million movie before. And I'm like, damn, they didn't have to go hard. They didn't well, have to go for the Black Dragons. Yeah, and that's, that's, the dragon. about, like, that's the thing about like the trailer that I really dug, where it's like you see that dragon, you see the owlbear, you see the, the gelatinous cube that's just in mm-hmm. the middle of the thing. Like, these things are indicative of Dungeons & Dragons. These are not just generic fantasy. These are Dungeons & Dragons fantasy. And like it's yeah, really yeah. cool to see them incorporate that sort of stuff. Yeah, like when Ryan was talking about with the dragon thing, it's like, yeah, because it's a black dragon. And in like the D&D monster manual, black dragons spew acid. It's, it's gnarly. They disintegrate. I got, I, love it. I got 99 dragon fires, but a dragon acid ain't one. Hey, <laughs> did you guys see the chonky dragon at the end of this trailer? Oh, yeah. yeah. God, I'm, I'm excited. Him. I'm excited. Oh, I'm so happy to be excited about this movie. Like, quite There's... honestly, it's, it's one of my favorite. It's one of my most anticipated next year. If you include House of the Dragon on the hype list, there are three fantasy things coming out that are high budget fantasy stuff this year. And that's that's like that's all time record for fantasy right now. So I'm just I true. I truly think I, I I noticed this, too, Ryan. And I truly think that specifically if Dungeons and Dragons is a hit and uh, the Lord of the Rings Rings of Power is also a hit, we're going to see an uptick in some fantasy shit. Renaissance. Really? It's, it's already happening because of critical roles, increasing popularity. Oh, yeah. Um. So I, I think that there's a good chance we're going to see some more fantasy projects funded. What's, what's really exciting is that what's really exciting, like on, on like a, let's let's go and play like a, a macro level and talk about like a studio level. Uh, Paramount is coming off of their biggest hit ever with Top Gun Maverick. Uh, if they put out this movie and it's a huge hit, we could be looking at Paramount fundamentally changing the way they, they move as a studio and yeah. become and, and moving into a new renaissance for Paramount. They could them. they could never, ever have predicted that not only Top Gun Maverick would be a hit, that it's now one of the top 10 highest grossing movies of all time. Yeah. Un- unbelievable shit. Good job, Tom Cruise. Like, you deserve that one, for real. And so, like, like Paramount Paramount has struggled. Like, a lot of studios have struggled in the Disney, in the Disney uh, era. Uh, Universal, Warner Brothers, we talk about all the time how they how they struggled they, they were these studios uh, all of them would that would give the the faith to their creators and then they would go and make a movie and they just and they would be happy with it um and they they would they saw a lot of success from that in the in the, in the late 90s and, and early 2000s and they've moved away from that hardcore because they've been struggling but could we start to see because of top gun maverick because of dungeon and dragons could we start to see that paramount like we're kind of seeing with warner brothers do this kind of kind of new renaissance of where they give these creators the big budget to do what they want. It's, I awesome. just, it's just so funny. That's like, if you make good movies, people come to see them. That's all it, that's all it <laughs> ever is. And they yeah. made, and they made Top Gun Ravik, which is an incredibly good movie. I'm like, just make better movies, y'all. That's all we asked for. Uh, I, I gotta say like, you know, with this now on the horizon and two of my favorite films of the year coming from Paramount, there's a, there's a good chance that they're on the rise. Sonic the Hedgehog 2, baby. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Paramount. Shit. Right. <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying. Damn, Paramount. I, I see your streaming service now, okay. The past few years, Paramount has been knocking out, the, or the past few months. I mean, Sonic, Top Gun. This has, been a, this has been a good year for Paramount. Very good year for Paramount. And this is not the last time we'll talk about them today. Oh, Say, I feel like there was another trailer for a Paramount film I watched recently that looked incredible, but don't worry about that now. All right. Well, why don't we talk about The Walking Dead? Oh, okay. Was there a trailer? Uh, we're not going to talk about the trailer because we, I don't. We're moving on from trailer stuff, I think, mostly. Yeah, we are. Like single trailers. I'm going to look it up anyway. 
Okay, there is a trailer for Tales of the Walking Dead, which is an anthology story series. I don't care. I don't watch it. Harry Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> is he I'm really not gonna in watch. that? Yeah, yeah, he's in it, but I'm not watching that trailer. That's funny. Um, but the big news was that uh, Rick Grimes and Michonne are coming back to The Walking Dead. Uh, remember, remember they killed they 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 shoved they shoved Rick Grimes off of the show to make movies. He was scheduled to make three movies. What happened to those movies, Brandon? There are there are now a six a six episode limited series. That's for the best. Yeah. yeah three three is movies a- is too many movies. <laughs> it was always too many movies. It was three always too many. too many movies. It's like four movies too many. It was it was always too much. The, I'm glad that they've reduced it down to a limited series, and I'm glad that they've decided that Michonne should be part of it because she should. So uh, it will. So, however, however, EW is apparently confirming uh, this didn't come from didn't come from AMC, so that could not be true. EW is apparently confirming that it is not a limited series. The first season will just be six episodes. <sighs> what are you? What are you doing? What are you? Come on, Rick. You left for a reason. You can't be doing. You got to be. You got. If you don't stand for something, you leave for. You don't stand for anything. <laughs> are we sure they haven't killed all the zombies yet? Are you sure? <laughs> There's a lot of people in the United States, I guess. <laughs> There's a lot of people in this one state. The humans are the monsters. They're the walking dead. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, it will feature Michonne and Rick Grimes, and it's going to uh, it's going to basically end their story arcs. It's going to cap them off. Finally. It's going to kill them. Sure. It's going to turn them into zombies. It's they going to have do. To, they didn't have those... the room to do that in the regular show. So yeah, it, it, I mean, it was going. It's going. This is going to do what those movies were meant to do. Right. That's fine. That's fair. And like, I get it. Like Rick, uh, Rick Grimes, um, um, Andrew Lincoln was on that show for so many years. And he's like, hey, I'm missing my children grow up. I have to leave the show. <laughs> like right. literally my family needs me. So like I get that. It's just mm-hmm. like story reasons. Like I it's, it doesn't feel like Obi-Wan. You know what I mean? I'm not like, mm-hmm. sure. oh, hell yeah, Rick. Cool. Like I'm kind of final. The final uh, the final <laughs> episodes are airing. So they've released a trailer for like the final episodes of season 11, which is going to be the end of the show. Oh, for real? Right. It's and actually ending? Yeah. Yes. I've never yeah. been so out of the loop on a show that I used to watch so much of. <laughs> um, all right. I still I still want to watch that uh, the the Brave New World spinoff. I still heard great things about mm-hmm. it. I still want to get to. Oh that. yeah, the colorful one. The one about yeah. the like teens that have grown up in the uh, in the post zombie. Oh, world. that one. Okay. I'll That's wait a year. Yeah. If any one of these walking show walking walking shows walking, walking shows. Dead, <laughs> these walking dead shows interest me. It's that one, the one that Sparks talked about. Yeah. Because that one's like, okay, you could probably have some good character moments with that one, but everything else is like, just freaking in already. Real real quick, back on the Paramount thing, just because I'd, I'd taken a look. The trailer I was thinking of was Smile, which is coming yeah. out soon. And another Paramount movie I liked this year a whole lot was Scream. That's oh. Paramount too? Mm-hmm. Look at you, Paramount. Papa Paramount coming back. Paramount. What are you, Paramount. What are you doing, Paramount? <laughs> what are you, what are you oh, doing? Those mountains. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> All right, tiny tunes. Ooh, ooh. wait, tiny tunes. Uh, tiny tunes? Tell me more. Tiny tunes are coming back. Seriously? Uh, yeah. Uh, Studio Spielberg is producing a new Tiny Tunes TV series. Um, this didn't have any any footage shown, but there was a there was an image released. Um, that will <coughs> so it's going to be a, a new a new series which will be 30, 30 minute long episodes coming to HBO Max. And Steven Spielberg himself 
was there to talk about about it. Not like there, there. He was like in a screen. Like he's not coming to Comic Con. Uh, yeah. Um, but like he did a university. It's going to be about the Tiny Tunes going to college. Oh, okay. Ooh. And Ooh. finding themselves in college. Uh, and Spielberg said this will be the best iteration of the Tiny Tunes yet. They're doing what I've always wanted, like Rugrats all grown up to do, like just like grow up and like they're doing it with Tiny Tunes. It's like grow up, hell yeah! It's so interesting. Tiny Tunes is such an odd little forgotten duck. I feels like I loved Tiny Tunes. Mm -hmm. We were the right age, but I mean, like outside of that, nobody gives a shit about the Tiny Tunes. So this is really interesting. No, when I was a kid, I think I liked Tiny Tunes a lot more than I liked Animaniacs because at least with Tiny Tunes. You could possibly see Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Elmer Fudd, all those classic Looney Tunes characters that we grew up with, but also seeing like Buster and Babs do their whole thing. Man, Ben, um, if, I mean, if you want to see those characters, I got a show for you. Maybe, so, maybe a few. Oh, it's called Looney Tunes, right? It's called the Looney Tunes show. It's called Looney Tunes. I also, cartoons. I'm with you though. I also like, I also like the, I also like uh, Tiny Tunes more than I like the Animaniacs. I, mean, I am, I am homesick right now, and I got some time. So, yeah, this guy's almost done with Ducktales. Yeah. Tiny Tunes. I, right. I hear, I hear. There's a some Evangelion that needs watching. That's true. Oh yeah, there is Evangelion that needs watching. He's got four. time. Four Evangelions. Four. We gave you two extra weeks. <laughs> um. All right. He even gave himself an extra week. So what's the That's next true? Week? The next thing is Berserker, that uh, Boom Studios comic uh, by uh, uh, written by Keanu Reeves. Uh, is uh, Ryan frozen? Am I frozen? No, I think Ryan's frozen. No, Ryan's okay. Am I still frozen? Uh, you're slow. You're, now you're just a little slow. No. Because like he looked like Smile, right? He looked. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking at it too because he was just like he was just like. See, it's. <laughs> funny when it happens to me because i think all of y'all are frozen and then i'm like no i'm the smiling one <laughs> that's the plot of smile this is plot of smile <laughs> then my all head right, goes so, down sideways so berserker keanu reeves was once was there to talk about berserker uh not the comic he was there to talk about the adaptations to the comic adaptations plural because mm. there is an anime coming to netflix uh which has already been uh renewed for a second season so two seasons of an anime uh from Damn. production ig for netflix and then he announced the movie well i mean they didn't announce it. we all we knew there was the movie coming but um mattson tomlin who wrote the batman is writing the screenplay for it and he talked a little bit about it he was like my inspirations are the matrix tree of life and the, the and the fountain mm. nice pull for the fountain i haven't thought about that movie in ages yeah I love the fountain. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, that book I, is fine. I, I'm oh, I'm mixed on Bers- Berserker. It's fine. I was just gonna say, like, does Berserker warrant all this outside yeah. of Keanu Reeves' involvement? It's about an immortal man killing people, and like I've seen that story before. So oh. I was the smiley one. I see the old guard, like the old guard sitting right yeah. there. All right, it, all just right. put him on. Just put him on. It the just old seems. Guard. I feel like I, this just seems like a lot to me. And having not personally read the comic, but not hearing anything in particular that made me feel like I needed to jump on it. Uh, it just seems like maybe just one adaptation to start with was a good idea. I don't know. This was a lot. I think the, I think the, no worries, Ryan. I think the, Ryan just texted us. Oh. Yes, I saw that. The, I think the idea of a movie adaptation 
or an anime adaptation are eh, fine. Yeah, the, the book's fine. I'd be down but, to see Keanu two, do something. Two seasons of the anime right off the bat, plus yeah. a movie. <laughs> it's kind of like the Invincible, how they're like they're they're very sure that Invincible movie coming still, and I'm like, maybe show. I mean, Seth Rogen's involved with both, so I mean, true. he'll probably get whatever he wants done. You look great, Ryan. Thank you. <laughs> um, oh, <laughs> National Treasure. Yeah. Ooh, Book of Secrets. Edge of History. Silent but Deadly. Um, <laughs> the, the new National Treasure show coming to Disney Plus had a uh, an 18-second teaser trailer that was shit. Don't watch it. I'm watching However, it. However, it did have a featurette. I'm going to watch it, too. Which was pretty cool. Um, Tell us about it, Brandon. So the featurette, so the featurette told us basically everything about the show. It's about this kid. It's about the, it's about these group of uh, like 20 somethings. Um, uh, the main character is Jess. Uh, and they're going to they're going after something that is the that is going to lead to the, the solving the mystery of her family. Um, and all the while. Catherine Zeta-Jones is the bad guy. <gasps> She's the black market dealer uh, who is after the same artifacts. Mm. Uh, these like boxes, these like compass boxes. Um, and the, the and the feature at the time, they had uh, the guy who plays Riley, Riley Poole. He talked about um, how like it's weird coming back and and why he likes National Treasure because it uses American history to kind of weave this conspiracy tales of like treasure hunting. And I'm like, yeah, that's also why I like National Treasure. I'm into this. Yeah. yeah. What else has that actor been in? Uh, he was hot after National Treasure one. Yeah. Was he? he was in the hangover films. Yes, he was. He's not one of the main guys. No, he? he's the guy well, they lose. Yeah. Oh, the then he's not important. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> that, Riley. Is, that is. That is built into the DNA of that character is that it's not important. So I got to side with Ryan on that one. Uh, good well, good for that guy, though. He gets to come back. That's cool. It also revealed that Harvey Keitel from the first film, who was the cop who was chasing uh, Nick, Nick Cage in the first film, he's coming back, reprising awesome. his role. That's fun. OK. Yeah. Uh, they did talk about Nick Cage. Apparently, apparently Nick Cage was approached to come back, but his schedule of movies uh, and another show that he's doing uh, just didn't work out. But they hope to get him for season two. Okay. I I I wouldn't be shocked with the way they could squeeze in post credit scenes very very end. Hey, it's yeah. me. You know but, what that means? You know what that means is that the like if they if they get it, then at the end of season one, you're going to get a little a little stinger at the end, and it's going to be him being like, "It's finally time to get to that thing from the book." And so so interestingly, <laughs> interestingly, at the panel, they talked about how the is. series will how the series. Well, Ryan might not know. Yeah, go uh, for it. How how the series will will tie in tie back to the book. Good. Of, sec- of secrets? Yeah. Wait, is it called the Book of Secrets? No, it's called Edge of History. No, what's the second? No, the, second, the second one. one. It's yeah. the Book of Secrets. Okay, the- Blair Witch Two also has a movie called Book of Secrets. Yes, oh, yeah, right. it does. <laughs> I'm just making sure we're same universe. Um, yeah, Blair Witch Project, National Treasure, same universe. No, you need to um, steal from the Blair Witch. I mean, I've never seen Nicolas Cage and the Blair Witch in the same room at the same time, so <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> There's also a lot of like uh, footage and the featurette of uh, um, like the uh, the what's the guy the lightning guy who discovered lightning Benjamin Franklin Benjamin Franklin the Benjamin Franklin glasses um, and the pipe from the first film that's that was uh, that was in the thing so like they're using they're using Benjamin Gates's uh, stuff as a launching point to discover this new mystery which was which was kind of cool so 
They're saying all the right things. I'm really excited for the show now. Yeah, we'll I'm see. intrigued. I'm intrigued for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like they got they got a lot of it looks it looks like they are building a, a adventure story, a treasure hunting story that pe- that even audiences can can like kind of follow along with. I'm I'm there for Captain Zeta Jones. I'll tell you that. I'm yeah. definitely the potential of it. I am down for more treasure hunting. Me too. Teen Wolf. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sparks, why don't you tell us a bit about the trailer that dropped? I'm going to watch it. Y'all, I was really happy. (laughs) Were you? (laughs) Yeah, I was. I was like, shit. Like, I know I like Teen Wolf, but it's been a while. Um, And I was watching the movie and I'm like, oh, man, I really like Teen Wolf. (laughs) Um, Ninjas. You got... Tip, yeah. of the, tip of the iceberg, buddy. <laughs> tip of the iceberg. <laughs> Shadow ninjas. <laughs> this looks it's, cool. He's not wrong. Like, it's real good. No, I watched Tyler. it. I, I see, watched uh, it too. Ty- Tyler Hawkland back. I'm just so glad that that worked out because it really feels important if you're going to have Scott McCall back to for this kind of adventure to have Tyler there because he's his essentially his older brother figure did you see did you hear what they said at the panel where it's like yeah everyone you wanted to come back came back and i was like "Mm." yeah no i did not see that but that's definitely still like a dylan o'brien did they (laughs) because i'm pretty sure everybody wanted dylan o'brien back and i'm pretty sure everybody wanted uh oh my god i forget the actress's name but the one the the we've talked about her before um she's the she's the asian co-star who had taken over had taken over the love interest role for scott mccall our main character after they had killed off allison reed's character who's the actress from swamp thing allison is back who died and she's back and it's a big deal in the story that she's back but they took away scott's previous uh new love interest so that's shitty how many years ago did teen wolf end four oh it's only god it feels like four hold on i will i will look it up it has been some time Superman just looks like Superman. He just looks like I'm. Oh, I just came from the Superman set right now. Are there other? I mean, yes, but like, what other mythological creatures are in this show? Many um, shadow ninjas. Shadow ninjas. <laughs> uh, the nine-tailed fox. That's who Scott McCall was dating. Um, Ooh. After Allison, she was the nine-tailed fox spirit. Is this a wolf um, exclusive kind of show? Uh, no. Uh, there was shadow a, ninjas. I forget, Ryan. I forget the yeah. name of it, but there was like a lizard-like mythological creature that they fought against for season two which was really good they face witches um burn them in the ditches uh like in a in a really like creepy like um think like the witches the comic w-y-c-h-e-s that kind of feeling of witches um creepy so like 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 not that hardcore but like definitely in the like kind of creepy hands coming out of the trees don't really get a good look at them they're more monstrous than they are human uh kind of thing Vampires? Um, I don't no, honestly think so. To my that's knowledge, for vampire I don't diaries. remember that ever happening. Hey, don't joke. I almost put Vampire Academy on the tra- <laughs> on the trailer list. So it looks like yeah, it was about it was about four four or five years ago. Wow, it seems wow. I feel like it's so much later for some reason. Uh, yeah, Teen Wolf's cool. I encourage people to watch it if they have the opportunity. It's a much better show than you would expect from MTV. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we also knew prior to this that uh, the there was going to be – they're not calling it a spinoff. They're calling it an offshoot. Uh, the show is called Wolfpack, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we have some information thanks to uh, thanks to Comic Con. It will follow two teenagers whose lives are changed when a Californian wildfire awakens a terrifying supernatural creature, and Sarah Michelle Geller will be one of the leads. Wild, wild. God, I'm I'm so happy. Wait, this is a Teen Wolf spinoff we're talking about? Yes. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. I never I never thought Teen Wolf would get further than season three. So the fact what? that it's gotten this this many six seasons, six seasons in a movie. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> and a spinoff series like this is wild. It's is not this, the one I wanted. <laughs> is this on MTV or is it on something else? Uh, now it's available on Amazon. Amazon. Um, but it was it was originally pretty- aired and made by MTV. This movie is coming to Paramount Plus. Yes. Oh, Paramount. There you go. I'm not sure Ooh. if Paramount Plus has the previous seasons of Teen Wolf at the moment, but I do know that they're on. I think they're on Hulu right now, too, but I know they're on Amazon. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. cool. I started watching Predators on Hulu, by the way. Nice. That's a good, that's a good movie. Prey comes out in two weeks, guys. That's hot. Hot I'm reviews. So, I did. Hot reviews. I know. Oh. I'm so stoked because it Prey I'm had so the, mad that movie's not coming to theaters. I'm, I'm so, so mad. mad about it. People got to screen it in theaters for the press, and that's how you know what. Yeah. You know what? I take it. I take it back. I'm not that mad that it's not coming to theaters because let's be honest, like the, the marketing push that they've made for it has not been big enough. Nope. Uh, had it gone to theaters, it probably wouldn't have done as well as they wanted. And I feel like it'll do better at home and be incredibly successful. I, I believe I went through an interesting phase because <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'll watch the predator. Cause I feel like watching a predator movie. So I started watching the predator and I was like, yeah, and this is not the predator little, I wanted. <laughs> as I, went little, I was like, Oh, predators. All right. Anyway, Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah, man, that Comic-Con screening apparently was... Oh, God. I'm so excited for Prey. Okay, anyway. Avatar The Last Airbender. Yes. Um, At a a panel that was not necessarily an Avatar panel, it was revealed uh, by one of the creators of the show, one of the voice actors, that the first movie... Yes, will be based around Aang, Katara, and Sokka and the rest of the gang uh, as they are uh, older. And it will be going to theaters exclusively. Yeah. What? Yeah, it's a theater. It's a theater. It's a theatrical release. So so notably, they're still going to it seems they're still going to be younger than a lot of the flashback stuff we saw in Korra. Yeah. This is them like this is them like 10 years ish on. Yeah. Well, they're the dead. They're they're like uh, ninety years old or dead in Korra because that's like no, 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 ten years flashbacks. on from Avatar: The Last. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I, I just, I just, I'm ready more. Just give me more. I want it all. I'm just, I, the, I was the, talking. I was talking the the flashback stuff in Korra. That's oh, uh, going to be even earlier than like the youngest we saw them there. Gotcha. Yeah. Because okay. um, we saw them after like post uh, Aang's first kid was born, but post yes. Tenzin. Yeah, right? yeah. So I think it's yeah. So it's going to be younger than that. Yeah. Um, uh, this is probably going to be before that anyone has any kids, but I'm all for it. I was not expect. I was thinking oh, they're probably going to do Kyoshi first. A lot of but, people did. Um, <laughs> I'm so excited about this. Oh, I'm down. I am. I am hardcore. I got to say back at Avatar. The, the most exciting thing for me isn't that isn't that who it's about. It's that it's coming to theaters. This is yeah. going to be a huge film. Oh, no, yeah. it's for me, too. It, that That's definitely like the main draw. 2024 is when it's released. Uh, Paramount. Paramount, oh, baby. Paramount. Paramount. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Paramount. Stop it. Is this going to be the new Avatar Studios like, first main 
project yes. after yes. forming Avatar Studios. Right. Yes. Yeah. And you can thank Netflix for all this happening. Thank you. Gotta, gotta be careful with these sexy Paramount jokes. Brandon's getting a little too close to making a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, is, isn't, Paramount, isn't the Paramount logo like the mountains or whatever? Is yeah. The yeah. And it's just like, ooh, those mountains. Yes. <laughs> I might see about that. Um, no, I, I, I think that the, the Paramount, um, no, sorry. I think that, yes, um, the, the Avatar, the Avatar studios, um, they are working on a new show. I believe they, they talked about that these movies were kind of the priority. Yes. Um, and, and I'm really happy that they decided that the first one would be revisiting the gang, uh, because that's been something people have wanted. That's why the comics do so well, or at least did so well when they first came out, people, people wanted to revisit these characters. This, this is essentially you getting your... I want to see Luke, Han, and Leia post Return of the Jedi yeah. show, but uh-huh. for Avatar, that's what this is. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, and then, and then after that, it's just everything after this is just gravy. Um, this is that, gravy. Let's be honest. This is gravy. This is gravy. <laughs> it's great <laughs> gravy. <laughs> I'm, I'm. It's, it's crazy that like that like that Netflix show. Boy, that Netflix show should not have gone forward after this. After they announced, like, hey, by the way, we're screw this. I just, yeah. It's so many years too. Like I, I'm not gonna put down that show too hard. Like it's we haven't seen anything from it yet, but it's hard to maintain the kind of excitement for it. That, Danny Puddy is you it? needed to for that long. Yeah, Danny Puddy was just casting it. Oh, we'll see. I as Ang or okay. Avatar. Okay, yeah. comics. I apologize, Sparks. It's a lot. You don't need to apologize. I like comics. I just might not have a lot to contribute if I don't know exactly what we're talking about. That's fine. We could probably blow through a lot of this. Probably not all of it because I think there's some there's some juicy stuff here. I, I tried to keep just the juicier stuff. I love juice. Um, let's start with DC Comics. GCPD, The Blue Wall. Controversially. Written by John Ridley with art by Stefano Raphael and Reiko Murakami. It will follow uh, Renee Montoya in her new role as GCPD Commissioner. She wants okay. to rebuild the department and restore Gotham's faith in its police officers, which could be especially hard uh, considering how bad things have been in the city lately. Okay, the fact that it's titled that and you said John Ridley, I was like, all right, okay, okay. Uh, making Renee a cop again, though. She's the commissioner in the Batman comic right now. I know, and I, I I realize that this is not a John Ridley decision. Uh, you know, this is kind of like this is kind of I don't want to do what people would do like to Tom Taylor with like the Batgirl thing because you know he was left with Barbara Gordon no longer being Oracle, and he got a lot of flack for it. Sure. Yeah. Um, and so like this is not John Ridley being like I have made Renee Montoya right. being commissioner right. again, but the decision that DC made to make her commissioner, make her a cop again, like no longer question. I, it, I, and now giving her this this kind of thing, it's like this is the one where I'm just kind of like, I don't know. John Ridley kind of gives me kind of gives me like hope that this could be something. Well, may I may I bounce off that to say, like, I think this is exactly the reason to be hyped about it is because it's John Ridley, because it's a book called The, the Blue Wall. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that he'll take advantage of who Renee Montoya is in that environment for the mm-hmm. story in a way that other people writing Commissioner Montoya right now might not be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that adds a lot of value to it. Like this is going to be a, a <clears throat> someone who is affected by its perspective of yeah. what's happening. 
And I think that can be really good. That's um, the I'm I'm all about like John Ridley wants to take it to the Gotham police who are supposed to be the shittiest. Like I like sure controversially, it's going to be an allegory of like shitty cops in our real world. But yeah, yeah, yeah. they're also supposed to be the shittiest cops in the whole world. Yes. So we should be able to do this story and use yeah. it for that. Use it for that. No, I am. I am. <laughs> I am on both sides of the thing. Like I I I would Renee not be not be uh, uh, degraded back down to status after, after she was a question. Cause that is right. like the best role that she could possibly be. Like yeah. that is like, that is the and perfect she was, character. She was drawn to that role because when she came out, she was pushed out of the GCPD. Right. Yeah. And like, she has a bad history with the GCPD and shit. So like, it is, it is interesting that DC is like, no, we got to make her a cop again. But like, if John Ridley is going to do the thing where like, Hey, if you want me to make her a cop, then she's going to, she's going to tackle and she's going to fight against every shitty cop in the city because she's a good person. And, well, and like, the thing about fantasy is like, this isn't the real world where like she can make a difference in Gotham with shitty cops, where yeah. that is a thing that can happen in, in right. fictional storytelling, which makes sense for Gotham. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's like the, you know, cause of the thing that Brandon was saying earlier that John Ridley did not do this, did not make this choice for her, but he can see an opportunity. Mm-hmm. True. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I hope for good. I, I still am waiting up perhaps, uh, naively for Renee to become question again. I, at this point, my guy, I don't think so. I, I think know. we should just be happy that she's, dream that alive. she's that she has a book at all. Like, honestly. The, however, someone, the, someone who grew up with her as the question will write comics You're right. oh, and yeah. change it one day. Yeah. Uh, because like, you know, status quo always, always reverts. Uh, Commissioner Gordon will come back. Gordon will become commissioner again. Someday. The Justice League are dead right now. That's definitely staying true for six months. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about that in a minute. <clears throat> um, Batman Incorporated. We knew this book was coming. Mm-hmm. Ed Brisson. Uh, we knew that this one was coming. Ed Brisson and John Timms are, are relaunching Batman Incorporated. What we didn't know is that it will feature Ghostmaker, who is a James Tynan created character from his Batman run. Cool. Uh, in the lead. So he'll be leading Batman Incorporated, not Batman. That's so cool. That is so fascinating because that character definitely was like he was like posed as a villain, but he's kind of more like an antihero. Yeah. Um, he's so a like, friend of, of Bruce. As from a kid. Yeah. 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 Um, from his childhood. So like that is really cool that like they're they are keeping a new original character alive instead of just tossing him to the side. Yeah. And yeah. I've heard nothing. I haven't read Tynan's Batman run, but mm-hmm. um, I've heard really good things about the character of Ghostmaker. Apparently he was like the standout character from that run. Him and, so uh, and, cool. a, and Punchline. Yeah, Punchline. I didn't put that down, but Punchline's also getting an ongoing book. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, sorry, Punchline. <laughs> that's, that's definitely a more interesting concept right off the bat is to just not have Batman in charge. Yeah. But, and, but, but the, the, the image that was, that was sent got me really excited because it's the third night. So Squire so Knight and Squire are my favorite uh, Batman Incorporated yeah. characters, um, and the the second Knight uh, had a had a female Squire who became Knight when that Knight died, and now she is on Batman Incorporated. And I'm like, yeah, legacy yes. baby, I love it. Uh, okay, Batman Gotham Knights Gilded right. City, right back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, will be a six issue prequel comic to Gotham Knights the video game. Ah, oh, we always get these. Yeah. Um, however, each issue will come with a code uh, that will be redeemable in the game. Ooh. Sons, sons of bitches. <laughs> That's how that Fortnite comic got me, yeah. man. It's just a Fortnite book, but with yeah, but nice. Yeah, but the Fortnite comic is good though. So, like, as long as the book's oh, no, good, I'm, I'm not gonna say the comic's gonna be bad. Yeah, I'm also happy that the Fortnite comic is good. 
Um, but yeah, this is just the same strategy. And then they're gonna put the single issues out, and then the trades gonna have all the codes in them. It's it, but like the so like the codes are like you get like costumes and like or vehicle or things like that. I'm into that. I I, yeah. I eat that shit up. Nothing yeah. to be ashamed of. Nothing to be ashamed of, and it'll get people interested in the game. Get people interested in the story. So, buy more comics. Absolutely. Exactly. All right, Gotham City, year one. Batman, can't take a break, bro. There's a lot of Batman. I should. I said DC Comics. I should have said Batman. I was really hoping for a little more uh, diverse uh, colleagues this year, but I guess not. There, there really wasn't. Like, yeah, that's okay. That's not Gotham, anniversary year for Batman, is it? I'm not tripping no. on that. No, it's not. It's just every year's an anniversary for Batman. As yeah, far as every DC year. Is concerned. Uh, it's Bat Day every day. Yeah. Gotham City Year One will be written by Tom King with art yeah. by Phil Heck- Hester. That does rule, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, well, this will be about Slam Brady, uh, Slam Bradley, who is a uh, who is a GCPD officer, um, before like years before Batman showed up, um, and it's going to be about him, essentially. Uh, so I I I I do hate the lament way too many batman books this isn't a batman book this is a this is a early gotham and like a dude trying to take out crime before batman exists and it's phil hester and it's tom king and i love me some tom king uh and it's going back to the year one formula of double size four issue books again so it's going to be like eight issues in total but four uh double size issues and i'm i'm a big fan of that year one is great uh i'll take more of year one please and it's tom yeah. king yeah yeah the joker the man who stopped laughing this is going to be a, a sequel series to the Joker book that Tom that James Tynan is is leaving. Mm. Uh, he's ending that book at 15 and then this book will continue. Uh, Matthew Rosenberg is going to be the writer on this one. We don't have an artist as of yet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be pick up after jo- after the Joker 15. Uh, and a new creative team is taking on the clown prince of crime as he traverses the United States causing mayhem. <clears throat> I'm not going to read that book, but that is cool that the Joker is going like nationwide to to mess with people. That's a cool yeah. idea. Uh, I'm surprised that that book's getting relaunched. It must be doing well enough to like try another volume of it. Uh, so yeah, good, good for Joker, I guess. I guess I guess Gordon will continue to be a, a main character in the book because he's he like the, the the reviews when it first dropped were when the first Joker book dropped was like it's a stealth Gordon book. Like this is about Gordon. He's going on the road, just like the Eat Bang Kill tour. Yep. Uh, Sparks, did, did you want to say anything about Gotham City Year One, Batman Gotham Knights, Gilded City? <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, what is Gotham case, City Year One? Tom King, uh, Phil he- uh, Phil Hester, Phil Hester? book. Uh, it, uh, I'm excited for it. It takes place like around Batman Year One, but it's about like a cop who like this is before Batman, him just trying to clean up crime on his own. So it's just like a cool neo noir Gotham book. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, Tom that King. sounds cool. Basically, uh, if Ryan says it's cool, he's probably right. Oh, the thank you. <laughs> Gilded City One is a prequel to the Gotham Knights video game, and we'll have codes for the for the game. So you'll get okay. like costumes and shit. Okay. Um, okay. We all know that there's a, an event going on called Dark Crisis. Yeah. Well, DC released a bombshell. They were like, "Surprise! It's actually a direct sequel to Crisis on Infinite Earths," and the full title has always been Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths. What? So from issue four onward, it will be titled Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths. So, let me real quick. It's called Dark Crisis. I already associate it with the crisis on Infinite Earths concept. That's like the whole that's the whole that's the whole thing. That's the whole that's the whole thing. But also like 
Infinite Crisis was a sequel to the Crisis of Infinite Earths. Yeah, yeah. Final Crisis was, an, was yeah. a sequel to Crisis of Infinite yeah. Earths. Like, Doctor Ma- Doctor Manhattan uh, meme. Uh, while while we're here. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Doomsday Clock. Well, you're right. Doomsday Clock was a was a <laughs> sequel to Crisis of Infinite like, Earths. I'm, I I uh, I have not read any of this yet. Like I'm sure. Like I've seen people really really like it. Like it looks like a fun big bombastic book. I'll probably check it out when it's done. Um, is was is this like a big like sales push or like did they need a story reason and like i know i know there that the story is that pariah is trying to bring back his original multiverse okay so like it it is it is like building off of much like infinite crisis did with it when it brought back uh, alexander jr and uh uh superman prime yeah yeah, building off of, of of a character that has disappeared since that original crisis book um like i get i get that that appeal but this really just feels like a sales push yeah the reason why i didn't pick this up in single issues because i wanted to i was really into i was really interested in it but when i heard that it was set slightly in the future and that when it was done all the books are just going to remain the status quo i was like i don't care like i want this to change the status quo yeah yeah Yeah. it'd be like that yeah (laughs) but anyway last weird just a weird weird choice Last thing as far as DC goes, last thing as far as I'll be right back. Sorry. Okay. Uh, last thing as far as Batman goes is that Todd McFarlane is teaming up once again with Greg Capullo to do a Batman Spawn crossover comic. That's radical. That's cool. Good for, good for them. Yeah. Greg, Greg Capullo uh, is a terrific artist. He got his, his name on Spawn. Mm-hmm. I have no reason to hate that. Yeah. Yeah. At least it'll look great. And, you know, I've heard, I have heard from people in, in the know that, Spawn's a pretty good comic. Spawn's a pretty good yeah. comic. I mean, it's been going for over 300 issues. That's got to yeah, be, yeah. right? Yeah, it's even with the relaunches and stuff, like, Todd McFarlane might be away about certain things, but, like, that dude could write a Spawn comic, apparently. Yeah. The one thing he's got, yeah. But there's no other details other than that that's coming out in December. Cool. All right, uh, Marvel. <sighs> Batman and Spawn. It's weird that it took them this long. All right. They've done Marvel. it before. What happened? Think? I don't really? know. I, gl- I glitched. What happened? I'm pretty sure Batman and Spawn have hung out before, haven't they? I don't think so. In Mortal Kombat, in DC, though. I could have yeah. saw a Batman and Spawn comic at Earth two years ago. Maybe. Who knows? Spawn we'll never has know. crossed over with a lot of characters. I'm not sure Spawn, if Batman is one of them. I know Hellboy has crossed over with Batman. Sure. There's just no way to find out. I know the Ninja out. Turtles did, too. Sure. Yeah, and yeah. the Power Rangers. It, it has happened. Oh, interesting. Okay. I was going to say, I feel like it's happened. Is it Dark Claw? Dark Claw, Dark Claw kind of looks like Spawn. It was a ah. one shot. It seems. Oh, okay. With Hell uh, yeah. Frank with Frank Miller. Mm. Frank Miller, weird. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Anyway, Marvel time. Marvel is a lot more diverse than DC. Um, At least this year. Right off the bat, we got Doctor Strange. Uh, Fall Sunrise. Written and drawn by Trad Moore. Shut your mouth. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Trad Moore, Doctor Strange? Oh, God, it's perfect. We haven't seen Trad Moore in a long time. Ghost Rider, baby. It's well, been like say, eight years. Road, but no, yeah. no, uh, Silver Silver Surfer Black, I think, oh, is the last thing he did. That's, like, cool. that's a couple years ago. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, that's an write, incredible did he, book. Didn't he also write New 52 Superboy? No, no, no. Justin Jordan. You think you're, you're that's Justin Jordan. Trad Moore is the artist. Oh, okay, okay. Tradmore is the artist from Luther Strode. He 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 drew Ghost Rider, uh, all new Ghost Rider, Robbie Reyes, and yeah. then he did, uh, he, and he's done 
Silver Surfer Black, which is great. Yeah, and now he'll now he'll write. So this is the first time he's writing. He's okay. never published any written work before. Ooh, um, good for him. And this is his first time writing. So he'll do a Doctor Strange comic, which will follow Doctor Strange as he is trapped in a in a kind of like a hellish fantasy world. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's awesome. Excited. Yeah, it's gonna be seems a cool. Four issue miniseries. He's not drawing this, is he? Yes, no, he's, he's writing and drawing. Oh, oh yeah, baby. I was about to say, that, that'd be a crime if he wasn't drawing and writing it. Um, Spider-Man The Lost Hunt. This is going to be written by J.M. DeMatteis. Yeah, you got it. With art by Edder Messias. It's going to be a five-issue miniseries and will and we'll <laughs> detail Craven's origin story. You know what? I made Craven's Last Hunt a book club, which was written by Mr. J.M. DeMatteis, and I think that's pretty good. So if anyone has the right to, to write more Craven shit, it's that guy. So, yeah. sure. Yeah, I Go agree. for it. Um, and, uh, you know, the uh, timing of this is curious. Oh, no, Marvel. it's going to Marvel just <laughs> throwing Sony a bone. <laughs> there you go. Oh, it's going to be. Oh, it's it's going to definitely do the lineage of all the Cravens. So, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Dark Web will be an event between the X-Men and Spider-Man. What? Written by Zeb Wells with art by Adam Kubert and Ed McGinnis. Wow. Woo! Madeline Pryor, baby. Yeah, Madeline Pryor is the supposedly the main villain. The Goblin Queen. Yeah. I'm excited for this. Like, so honestly. the thing about the, Ryan. So so real quickly, Ryan, there's a Ryan Stegman art piece. It looks so good. So the thing, if you guys, if for the listeners at home, Madeline Pryor is a clone of Jean Grey, but you also have Spider-Man clones like Kane and uh, uh, what's his name? Ben, uh, ben Riley. Riley. Yeah. So some clones are getting together and they're getting spicy together. And I'm like, why are you guys being spicy with Madeline Pryor, Spider-Man, the other Spider-Man? What's going on here? Love it. Love it. Madeline Pryor has already has a bone to pick with the X-Men. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's Zeb Wells doing it, who who did the Hellions run with Madeline Pryor, uh, and 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 the Spider Man stuff. So like, oh man, this all, looks good. All roses. Baby. Are you looking at the Ryan Stegman? Art? I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm also looking at a couple of the covers. This looks good. Extreme X Men. Chris Claremont will return to write with Salvador Larocca. It's going to be a five issue miniseries. And we'll pick up after the final issue of their original Extreme X-Men run. This uh, is very nice for Papa Chris, for Papa Chris Claremont. Um, <clears throat> Savalo Roca is the guy. He did that book. He did that uh, book with him 20 years, like over 20 years ago at this point. So like it is cool uh, that he gets to continue his little part of the X-Men. He's made it very clear. He doesn't like the Krakoa shit. That's not his baby. Uh, and I respect him for respecting his wishes and stuff. So like he's going to play with the stuff he's already known. Doesn't met the Thar stuff like. Right. It's cool. Every, everybody wins. Uh, the plot of this one, the plot of this, like the crux of the story, is that a powerful psychic attack on Kitty Pride from her old enemy, Ogan, brings the extreme team back together for a high stakes mission. Ogan, that's a that's a that's a deep cut, Chris. You know, that's what you're a doing. name I haven't heard in- <laughs> <laughs> since 1987. <laughs> it's been a long time. long time. Cold War. Marvel are launching a new event called Cold War next year, which will unite the two Captain Americas. Um, so Sam and Steve, uh, no specific creative team was announced, but it's likely it will be Colin Kelly, Jackson Lansing and Tochi uh, Oni, Onibuchi, who are the writers of both Captain America titles. Mm-hmm. Um, 
It's going to reveal the truth about the conspiracy behind the creation of Captain America's shield and a new version of Nomad will be will will appear. And that's that's all we know so far. I don't know if we need a new secret origin of his shield. I think that's kind of stupid or whatever. But like a nomad's a cool character. I love I love when a Captain America becomes a nomad. Like I'm a man of the people walking down the street or whatever. Uh, what's so special about a shield? Like we get it. It's his weapon. Like why does it got to be secrety and stuff? Yeah. Why is so, everything you knew about it got to be wrong? Especially his shield. Yeah, it's it, it's weird. But, you know, the two Captain America titles are apparently really good. I haven't had a chance to pick them up yet. Uh, so you know that'd be cool i'm just happy like we're getting we're getting a comic that like hey sam's cap steve's cap like we're not forgetting that they're both captain america that's really nice yeah yeah i agree fantastic four uh this was not uh this was the only announcement that we have gotten is that is that in november a new creative team will be taking over the title so there is Thank God, Dan Slott's leaving. Thank you, God. There's, uh, an art, there's apparently an art. There's like the, the art that they released is like a compass that apparently has hints to who the creative team are, but nobody has figured it out yet. Um, One second. I got to remember this guy's name because he follows me on Twitter and he's a comic book writer and he's currently writing. His name's David. David uh, Proposi. He's writing Savage Avengers and he's also writing the Fantastic Four Axe tie-in comics. So there's a big event with the uh, Avengers Externals X-Men happening right now. Um, Eternals, excuse me. And he's writing the Fantastic Four. So I'm hoping it's that guy because that dude's a really awesome writer. Uh, he's like an up-and-comer at Marvel. Um, and I hope it's him. I just hope it's anyone else than who we got right now. So like, oh, I'm just happy it's happening. What if it's, what if it's Al Ewing? I I think he's I like like I'll read anything he does, but like I think he's too busy with all the stuff he's already doing. Venom and uh, and a, a couple, of, yeah, yeah, and he's got a ton of side stuff too. Yeah. Well, speaking of Fantastic Four, Jonathan Hickman has revealed that he is also uh, writing a new series for Marvel. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Hickman and Valeria Shitty, uh, Skeety, Skeety, sorry, uh, will develop a uh, an, are developing what they have described as Sandman for the Marvel Universe, and that's all that we know so far, except for except for just words that were released, which is what happens when the powers that be meet the natural order of things. Yes. So if you look at Jonathan Hickman's uh, bibliography, everything he's written at Marvel. He's touched pretty much everything but magic. Mm-hmm. So people are guessing it's either Doctor Strange or Magic Adjacent. Like, he is going to do for magic what he did with the X-Men, what he did for the Avengers, what he did for Fantastic Four. That's the theory. Obviously, it could be wrong, but that is the one corner of the universe right now. That's, uh, but like, you got Clea as Strange, but that's kind of like, as good as that is, you know Doctor Strange is going to come back and be Doctor Strange, right? Um, everyone's assuming that is the next big thing, because he's done the cosmic to death. Uh, he has not touched Marvel uh, magic uh, and magic could definitely use like a big like uh, like knife to cut it like, hey, this is what magic in the Marvel Universe is because it's so much shit. It's so much shit. Like, just make it easier to understand. Mm. Yeah. At any rate, it's nice to see that Hickman mm. is uh, still in the Marvel family right in a way. Uh, still well, hicking. Still hicking away. Ghost Rider Vengeance Forever is going to be a one-shot by Benjamin Percy and Juan Jose Rip, um, which will celebrate every person who has held the mantle of a Ghost Rider. Yay! Good. I'll buy that book. That current Ghost Rider series is really, really good. I'm behind because I haven't been in the shop, but those first three issues, <laughs> banging, banging yeah. stuff. I'm, I'm so far behind. I still haven't read the last issue of Ed Brisson's run. Oh, yeah, baby. That's a year, that's a year away. Um, 
Yeah, that's, that's going to be a long one. Sad news for Iron Man. Because Christopher Cantwell has announced that his final issue will be number 25. It's okay. It's okay. 25, good, respectable number yeah. in this day and age. Could have been 12. Could have been 12. Could have been 15. I'll take a 25. I'll it, take it. He, he seems to be able to... I, I think that in this case, he's probably going to get to exit in a way he wants to. Yes. And he's going to move to Golden Goblin. Uh, sorry, Gold Goblin. Hmm? Gold which will, Goblin. Which will, ri- which will be written by Christopher Cantwell, but with art by Lan Medina. Uh, and we'll see Norman Osborn take over the role of the Gold Goblin, who is going to be a hero. He's he's like the Green Goblin, but he loves gold. What yeah. are you talking about, Brandon? <laughs> I didn't make this up, I swear. <laughs> no, I'm like, what is this? What? Gold Goblin? Norman Osborn's doing his uh, his Lex Luthor Superman or uh, I, Doctor Doom, Iron Man. Yeah, it's pretty oh, I, awesome. Yeah. I I love Norman Osborn when he tried to be uh, uh, when he tried to be an Avenger in Dark Reign. That was him actually trying to be a good person, but the Great Goblin in him just made him the awfulest person. So like, I'm all about them rising Norman up again. I love that. That's awesome. And Christopher Cantwell, he can't do wrong. Uh, so yeah, so it's really cool that he you know he's moving. He's like you know I did Iron Man. Now I'm gonna do Norman Osborn. That's so cool. He he's yeah. he he like he writes him in Doom and now Norman like he loves writing like big ego complex characters like and he's so good at it. I love it. Yeah, I uh, uh, he also talked a little bit. I didn't put it on, on here, but he talked a little bit about uh, his Submariner book, um, which w- was oh uh, yeah yeah yeah, which had uh, which he explained is like the world has been submerged due to Kree technology. So all the heroes went off to fight the Kree, and now Namor is just on Earth ruling it. Hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, Chris, you're the best. Okay, I apologize. Another, another we're... character with that ego thing. Yeah. Yeah. Name ah, yeah. yeah. So now we're going to talk a little bit about Star Trek. Because there was a Star Trek panel that happened today. Uh, there is also a comic. There was uh, some comic book stuff for Star Trek, uh, which I'll touch on first. So the first news that I'll touch on is that Star Trek is getting a new ongoing series, which will be set three years after Deep Space Nine. We'll see Benjamin Sisko return from the wormhole. That's cool. Okay. Which is, which is huge, guys. Yeah. Um, Colin Kelly and Jackson Lansing, who wrote Star Trek Year Five. Um, by all intents and purposes, it's been a very good book. I haven't picked it up. I haven't, I haven't, I've picked up every issue, but I haven't read them yet. Um, uh, but it's been, been highly regarded with, uh, Ramon Rosanas. Um, so I'm going to read the description because I think this sounds really cool. An epic and unprecedented adventure story that spans the far reaches of the Star Trek multiverse, bringing together characters from across the galaxy and all eras and variations of the beloved franchise who must band together to prevent the mysterious murder of the gods. That's a Star Trek book? It's a Star Trek book. Sounds like sounds like a lot. And it's uh, Benjamin Sisko, because, spoiler for Deep Space Nine, but Benjamin Sisko went to become, yeah, there you go, uh, went to become uh, one with the prophets and the wormhole and the Bajoran wormhole. And now he's returned and he's like all, he's like omniscient. He can travel through time. He can like look through. His, that's why the multiverse thing, because we're using Benjamin Sisko to kind of branch off. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Wow. How many buttholes does he have again? Uh, six. <laughs> oh my God, that's too many buttholes. 
Um, but like, you know, so we have, so like we saw a bit of the crew. It's, uh, he's going to travel on a ship uh, with other Starfleet members uh, through time. There's going to be a, 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 a TNG data, um, a post nemesis uh, Beverly. It sounds like what if a little bit, but like what's cool about that. What's cool about this is one, it's an ongoing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's crazy that this concept they feel like can, can sustain an ongoing. Yeah. Um, and then two, this is kind of a book I've wanted for a very, very long time. And Benjamin Sisko has been a character that has been that has been kept off the table because uh, of no one buttholes. was ever all his buttholes because no, because Avery Brooks never wanted to come back to play Benjamin Sisko. He's like he's done with acting. He just wants to play his piano and in, in, in peace. Respectable. And so, like, there's just been like, you know, we can't really use Benjamin Sisko because what if Avery Brooks comes back? But this is like definitive with being like. No, we're going to do the next Benjamin Sisko story. We're finally taking this character out of the vault and doing something with him. That's awesome. And I think this is a really crazy and bold and cool way to go. Yeah, it is. Sure. Um, okay. Star Trek Picard. No footage for the next season of Star Trek Picard, which surprised me a little bit. What do you mean? I saw plenty of this. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> yeah. I'm also back. There, it's there was, me. <laughs> there were plenty of gifts, um, but you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of cool like sound bites from the season and whatnot. What the big deal is that we saw what all these characters look like now, um, and there and some of them have Starfleet uniforms, some of them don't. Jordy is Commodore LaForge, which I thought was cool. Um, and he talks about he's a father now, and I was like, oh shit, good for you. Worf uh, might be Captain Worf, although they're not sure about that. I love his new look, this white hair, and he's got the sword on his back, and he's in a Starfleet uniform. I'm like hell yeah, he's like a silver silver fox, yeah. Um, so like there was the, there there's some cool stuff there, and I was really happy to see. Um, and Patrick Stewart was asked, "Will you will you sit on the bridge of the Enterprise again?" And he was like, "Actually, there's a lot of Enterprises. It was confusing, and everyone just went, Excuse me, what?'" <laughs> <laughs> and the showrunner was like, uh, "Shut up, Doctor Strange. Who?" Uh, so I'm I'm hopeful for the season. Uh, yeah. I like the I like the last season enough to and these character all these characters coming back is a dream is a dream come true. So Hell gonna yeah. be gonna debut in 2023. Nice. Star Trek Lower Decks released yeah. its. First trailer for season three. And it looks so good. Hell yeah. Did anybody see this? I know Sparks didn't. Ryan, you didn't see this? I I did watch any trailers. (laughs) No, I saw it. And I haven't seen season two yet, so it probably spoiled something for me. Yeah, you spoiled that the captain got arrested. That's why I don't watch trailers for seasons I had to watch, because what if I watch the show? Um, You you really like the show. You should check it out. Eventually I will. No, Lower Decks, I mean... Lower Decks is truly hilarious. It's actually kind of wild that that like Ben is into Lower Decks and Sparks is into Strange New Worlds. And so like I'm like I'm getting people into like one Star Trek show at a time. <laughs> Slowly but surely your plan is working, Brandon. And it's never the same one. You know what? That's the beauty of current day Star Trek. There's always something for everyone. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of really cool stuff in the season. Uh, it looks a lot more advent. Looks like looks a lot more like an adventure story. Kind of maybe a little bit more serialized. There's a search for Spock kind of narrative happening where they're trying to uh, 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 figure out how to free their captain uh, who's 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 being framed for the destruction of a planet. Um, and then the end of the trailer was we saw Deep Space Nine, Ooh. Uh, and that was really cool. And apparently they're going to actually go on Deep Space Nine and uh, be on the promenade and 
maybe interact with a character or two. We'll see. When does this take place in the timeline? Uh, five years after Star Trek Voyager ended. Gotcha. Cool. Um, so the mid 2380s. Lovely. Yeah. We're still talking about Lower Decks, right? Yeah, that's still Lower Decks. Okay. Yeah. Um, I forgot the exact year. I know the exact, I knew the exact year off the top of my head at one point, but I forgot, I forgot it at this point, but yeah, it's, it's before there's a very traumatic event that happens in Star Trek Picard season one, uh, that they have to kind of get some distance from because they're such a lighthearted show. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so they really only had like one space to play in, but the show, the season looks incredible and you can tell that they, uh, put a lot of love once again into the show. There's, uh, there's a lot of references that I'm missing, but one that I remember specifically is I'm so I'm so happy I watched the, the animated series. There's an episode of the animated series, the first Star Trek animated series, where uh, the Enterprise meets a uh, Native American deity called Kukulkan, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and he turns out he was an alien who came to Earth and wanted to enslave people and blah 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 and whatever and he becomes a villain and he's in this season he's going to be in this season and i was like oh shit that's really well that's really wild and he's a giant he's a giant snake bird like he's a, he's like a serpent with like wings that makes sense yeah yeah kukulkan yeah that's like a yeah it's not the last i'll talk about star trek uh star trek lower decks though so Kuk star trek strange kukulkan kukulkan Star Trek Strange New Worlds had a panel. They didn't show any footage for the next season. I didn't think they would. They just ended their first season. Why would they? They spent most of the time talking about the, the first season and how it happened and blah, blah, blah. Uh, season two will debut in 2023. Um, I think it's probably early 2023. I think it's the, I think it's the show after Prodigy, personally. Mm. Uh, so it's going to be Lower Decks, Prodigy, Strange New Worlds, Picard. That's my theory. Um. So Paul Wesley will uh, obviously we know he's returning as Kirk. He's going to be Lieutenant Kirk um, when he shows up again in Star Trek: Change New Worlds. Yeah. And then, and then Tony Newsom and Jack uh, Quaid crashed the panel. Yeah. And they walked out and they were like, "What are we doing here? Oh right, we're going to announce that Strange New Worlds and Lower Decks are going to have a crossover episode in Strange New Worlds season two. And guys, my dad was asleep in the hospital. He's in his hospital bed. And I cannot tell you the squeal I had to withhold hold, from hold the on. world. You, hold on. The the cartoon cast yeah. is gonna appear on that's the coolest, that's the coolest crossover of all time. Right? Yeah. It will be it will be a it will be live action primarily, but there will be animated sequences. That's gonna get me to watch those shows. That's gonna get me to watch those shows. That'll do it. Ooh. <laughs> that's that's really cool I, mean, how? I saw that and i thought well, how are they gonna put stranger worlds with lower decks well so oh, so the cross. idea so the idea is that strange is that lower decks is we're just seeing it through an animated lens but it looks it it to like the people in star trek it would look no different than anything else other in sure. star trek right so like if they showed up it would be tawny newsome and jack quaid and <laughs> they said that's what they said it's like jack quaid's like yeah i'm gonna be on stranger worlds Except I'm going to have blue hair and in a red shirt. That's awesome. That is really awesome. And and I just take that like, Star Wars. <laughs> like the, I've wanted crossover between these shows for so long, and I didn't think in a million years I'd see it on Strange New Worlds with Lower Decks. Yeah, that's a that's like the crossover you never expected, but the ones that we all deserve. 
Sparks? They're in different timelines, aren't they? Well, time travel exists. Well, time, so multiverses, time, time, time travel. You right. know, you All know right. how it works. It's not multiverses. Probably time travel. S- special stuff happens. It's, I mean, it's, it's just, cool. It's, it's cool. just going to be so crazy because, like, I really like those characters on 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 Lower Decks, and to see them in a live action form on Strange New World is just. It's just the best news. And then the final news was like, and this episode was directed by John Frakes, who's Riker. It's just like, this is also this was, no noted director. This was the best news. Yeah, he directed the first contact. He directed mm-hmm. incredible episodes of Star Trek. This was the news of the, of Comic-Con for me. This was, this was it. Yeah. This was, Paramount, look at you. Shit. Come on. <laughs> oh, girl. Paramount. Ooh, Ooh. Like Marvel, Marvel did something that got me very close to feeling like this, but they still didn't hit this level of just like just the sheer unbridled joy and excitement I felt at the prospect of this crossover episode. That is extremely cool. And it is with shows that people really like too. like it is like Star Trek. Star Trek's back, baby. That's awesome. It's the two best Star Trek shows crossing over on the best Star Trek show. That's so cool. I'm so ex- I'm that's, so excited. That's definitely going to get me to watch that show for sure. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I'm really excited for Sparks. Sparks' first experience with the Strange New World with the Lower Decks crew will be in a Strange New Worlds episode. I guess. I guess so. Um, they, the Tony Newsom was like, "Yeah, we're going to show up and stress you guys out," and I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah, you are." <laughs> so stoked, guys! All right. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, I was going to have animated sequences. And then the few, then they they close out the the panel by just saying that there are two new two new Star Trek shows in development, but they didn't say what what they are. Too many. Um, potentially Section Thirty One and Starfleet Academy is, if I had to guess, mm-hmm. because we've heard about those two at this point. Um, yeah, cool. Uh, they're waiting to the, because Picard's ending after season three. They want to fill that slot with something else. Makes sense. All right, DC News. Da Chow. Lightning McQueen? <laughs> no, Da Chow. Da Chow. Sorry, I thought you said Da Chow. No, 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 no. Different intellectual properties. Uh, Gotham Knights had a Batgirl trailer. We don't need to talk about it. It looks like, like everything else from that game. Yeah, she's she's uh, she looks really cool. Mm. I, I like I'm liking all the different um, all the different uh, styles of play that each character has, like different combos, different weapon types and stuff. Um, it's super funny that like, cause I saw people complain on Twitter. They're like, they're giving her like a, like the, the spoiler or like the Cassandra Kane uh, uh, back girl outfit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm like, Oh, why can't cast be in the game? I guess. Oh, whatever. It's cool. Yeah. Barbara's fine. I mean, I mean, the thing is like, you know, I'm sorry, Barbara. She's not the most interesting back girl. A lot of the firsts aren't the most interesting, and that's the thing we all got to just learn to accept about ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> and so a lot of these legacy characters. Uh, Teen Titans Go uh, is a show that's still going. I actually didn't realize that it was. I thought they aired their final episodes because I hadn't heard anything about it in a long time. But Zack Snyder is going to play himself in an episode, in an upcoming episode. Yeah, Teen oh, Titans yeah. Teen Titans Go has been going strong, and I think this is a perfectly cool. Uh, appearance if there's anywhere where Zack Snyder might be willing to take the piss out of himself it would oh, yeah. be here uh, yeah. because Teen Titans Go is definitely a, a catering to that kind of 
audience. Did you guys see Jim Lee's very tactful reaction, uh, very tactful uh, answer to the question, is Zack Snyder returning to DC Comics to, to make another DC movie? Because mm-hmm. uh, like the Jim Lee does like his own panel where he like draws and answers questions and whatnot sure. at Comic-Con. And he was asked, is, is Zack Snyder coming back to do? Because there's the persistent rumor that happened this week. Um, and he was like, you know, we were really happy to get the Snyder cut out there. And we were really like, I, I boarded a lot of those story. I boarded a lot of that movie. And it was really cool to see those concepts that I boarded, like finally, uh, back in this. And we really, really championed that. But, uh, no, we have no current plans to work with him again right now. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. DC also released their, uh, had their screening of, uh, beware my power, uh, which is the new Green Lantern movie coming out, set in their new current timeline. That the John Stewart one? Yeah, yeah. I'm excited for that. Um, but one of the things that got me really excited for the when they do these premieres is that they they announce what the next movies are going to be. So obviously we know about Superman, Batman, Super Sons. Yeah, yeah. We know about Super Super Sons coming. We know about Ruby Justice League. We know about that. But now we know about three new ones, which are Batman: The Doom That Came to Gotham. Batman. The Doom That Came to Gotham is a Mike Mignola book. Batman. Um, <laughs> Legion of Superheroes. There we go. Now we're talking. And Justice League War World. Man. Ooh. Some cool sounding stuff. War Worlds. Yeah. I love Mo- Mongol. Mongol's a cool guy. We have, no, we have no information on any of these movies except for Batman The Doom That Came to Gotham, which is the only one that shares a name with a comic. Mm. So it's probably an adaptation of that comic at least in in some way um so yeah that's cool i'm excited for those yeah i'm 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 happy that that it's not three different batman books or batman movies it is cool that the legion is getting some love because legion is cool yeah um okay i have a question for you guys which which one do we want to do first shazam black adam or sandman Ooh, i want to do shazam last all right we'll do sandman you guys, you guys talk about it. I'm gonna watch that trailer. All right. So Sandman had a new had a had a panel which really which released a new trailer. Um, the news, however, uh, Ryan, can you still hear me? Because this is exciting. I can kind of hear you. Uh, Dave McKean, who is the illustrator on Sandman, is coming out of retirement. Had had come out of retirement to uh, personally illustrate new and unique end credits. Uh, for each episode of Sandman season one. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. Cool. So much uh, sand in this trailer. I couldn't believe, <laughs> can't believe it. I think this trailer looks incredible. This is the, the I think this is a better trailer than the first. Personally, you guys got to talk while I watch. Sparks, have you seen this one? Yeah, I think I think Sandman shows a lot of potential. Yeah, I'm really excited for this one. And Ben, you haven't seen this one, right? No, I saw this one. Okay, uh, yep. we get a lot more of um, what's his name? The Corinthian. He's the guy with the teeth in his. Correct. In his, we get a lot. Of, we get a lot more of him in this season. He's that's... like the the main villain, this season. Is that the that's the guy? It's the, the the robot guy from Logan. The bad guy from Logan. I forget his oh. name. Hoyd Holbrook or something. Hoyd Hol- Holbrook. Yeah. Yeah. Man, this uh, looks this looks visually awesome. Yeah, I think it looks. I think this the show looks incredible. Um, we get a lot of we get we get more of Jenna Coleman. We see oh, what's Lucifer, the girl from Game of Thrones? Lucifer, Gwendolyn Christie, uh, Lucifer. 
for a hot second. That was really cool. Um, Quite honestly, I think this looks really, really, really great. Yeah, this looks I've, se- I've seen enough. Yeah, it looks, looks great. I don't need to see any more. This that looks is, awesome. Uh, uh, Alan Heinberg's helping write the scripts for these episodes, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. word? Yes. Yeah. You Mr. Young Avengers himself? Hell yeah. Yeah. And and the very successful script of that first Wonder Woman film. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah Alan yeah. Heinberg is is co-writing, I think, all of the episodes. So like, doubly interested now. Yeah, I'm so pumped. Yeah. Um I'm really excited for this one. Ooh, get ready to read some volumes, baby. Just one, just one line. Black one Adam. Big volume. Big boy volume. <laughs> uh Sandman comes out the same day as Prey. Well, at least uh, uh One's, one's in theaters, one's at home, so it makes it And better. a lot of movies, actually. Bullet Train, No, Ryan, them. both are at home. Oh. Let's go to the yeah. movies! <laughs> Bullet Train is also out the same day. They, Them is out the same day. Jesus Christ. That's a lot. 2022 um, is trying to kill me. Anyway, how about Black Adam? Black Adam. So Black I Adam. actually was wrong. I did not see this trailer. I don't know why I thought I did, but for some reason... I thought I did, but I did not see this trailer. A lot more Doctor Fate in this one, which I which I was excited about. Yeah, we get more of the JSA in general. Yeah, um, uh, apparently there's a longer version that was shown to Comic Con attendees. Um, that makes sense because this feels this feels weirdly short and with too many repeating shots from the previous trailer. I have yeah. to say. Yeah, uh, Amanda Waller is in this movie, and apparently she sends the Justice Society after Black Adam. Interesting. Ooh. Yeah. What? Interesting, right? I'm so curious about the like maybe you don't need like a real villain, but like what's like is it's Black Adam? Yeah, but like how is it are they are they plot B and Black Adam is our hero villain? That's what I'm hoping. Because I yeah. hope it's not like a bunch of dudes on bikes is the bad guys. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm enjoying what I'm seeing of this. I actually like what I'm seeing of Dwayne Johnson. It looks like he's really putting a lot of heart into this like he really wants this to be good yeah um and he's actually like attempting to be as far away from his good guy persona as he is comfortable being that's true yeah 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 which is which is nice to see uh because him as a bad guy quite honestly hasn't been a thing since doom yeah it's been almost it's been like literally 20 years almost yeah yeah so like i'm i'm if this is as close as he wants to get get to that bad guy then I'm still here for it. Yeah, same. Um, I think all the powers from all the different heroes we've seen look cool. Like the multiple uh, Doctor Fates looks multiple cool. Multiple Fates. There's a yeah. bit where like Doctor Fate takes off his helmet and he like stumbles into his uh, uh, Kent Nelson persona. I thought that yeah, was yeah. cool. Um, I I still I still think it looks like it looks kind of brown. Yeah. Which might just I mean it's Condoc. It's like well, it's it's what's yeah, it's, gonna look like you know I guess it's the it's the uh, it's the uh, what do they call it the the um third world filter <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. i definitely uh maybe it'll be more exotic like more locations than we've seen but it is definitely yeah. seeing like it's a lot of a lot of brown brown on brown yeah yeah uh i hope i hope it's good i mean i i do too this just like i said i, I think this trailer just doesn't show enough more to get me on board with the film beyond like me being a fan of the rock, me being a fan of these actors, me being a fan of these characters. We yeah. we've had enough trailers now, whether it's one, two or, or two plus is one minute one, but like we've seen enough where like, I'm still waiting for like the, the big thing. And I'm not it's seeing, like, you're like, waiting for the other shoe to drop. 
yeah, I, I, I'm waiting for like, oh, that's like, because like I agree, like I like all these characters and actors and stuff, but like it's not giving me like the oh, I need to see it immediately vibe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you see the footage of uh, The Rock showing up at Comic Con? Yes. Like as as so he shows up as um, Ryan. He shows he is dressed as Black Adam, and so like the screen, like everything is black, and then like a spotlight comes up, and he like says something, and then like lightning shoots up on the screen behind him, and he's. Like, as Black Adam, I he doesn't talk cool. about the hierarchy of the DC universe. Oh, I'm sure he does. <laughs> he says he wants to smack down Superman, but it really, but like, can he beat him? Really depends on who's playing him. <laughs> that is true. That is what he said. That's so um, funny. Yeah, he, and he was talking about like, will you fight Superman? As this at the end of the, and he was like, at the end of this movie, he doesn't know who Shazam and Superman are. Yeah, yeah, because he's new. He's new. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's wild that both of those movies are coming out so close to each other and yeah. they might not have any connective tissue. Like, I really hope there is some nod to Black Adam at the end of Shazam somehow there's got, there's just to be like, be. hey, these things are connected and we will <laughs> do something about that. The closest we got to a connection was they definitely use uh, his 100 percent. Yeah, like when, in, like the hologram or whatever in yeah. the hologram in the first Shazam movie. Yeah. All right, well, Shazam, The Fury of the Gods. Yeah, this looks so good. This looks really good. <laughs> I'm um, excited. I haven't been... I'm excited to see Shazam, or this this new Shazam movie. I was kind of getting a little... We are getting a second Shazam, right? It it took a while. What? No, he was, it, he was <laughs> saying he was saying to himself, like, aren't we getting a second Shazam film? Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. I was like, we are, we are getting another Shazam film, right? And I would forget that they announced Fear of the Gods. I'm like, okay, cool, we are. Yeah, this, was our, this was our first trailer, Fear of the Gods. We see a lot more of Helen Mirren. We see a lot more of the wizard. Mm-hmm. We do. Which so really much, surprised so much me. Jimon Hansu. Like, he's in this movie as a character, not just as a plot That's device. That's great. I'm really happy to see that. So after yeah. he turned to dust, he went to prison. Yeah, yeah, that's what happened. I, it's comics, baby. Yeah, comics. Um, I'm so I'm so excited. I'm so excited to watch these ladies uh, play these roles. I I love the the humor already on display. Yeah, I've the seen all the Fast and the Furious these, movies. Yeah, Big Dragon. The only thing Big they're dragon. really running into is is these kids are getting too old. But like we knew that. Apparently, they you know I'm kind of happy that they. They they talked about that. That's part of the plot. Like Billy is scared of getting of becoming an adult, uh-huh. uh huh. And he and that's like the crux of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I real man. I really like everything we see in this movie. It it's all about good. it's all about family. Me too. I really like the cheeky references to the other superheroes. But we we see Aquaman and Batman's face, but we don't see Ezra Miller. <laughs> see Ezra Miller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I really like the I really like the idea that, you know, we know that this is going to be kind of globetrotting. We've seen from DC fandom last year. And like we we know um, I, I thought I thought that was really cool that um, uh, uh, his his hysteria, whatever Helen Mirren's character is like, they find the Shazam's they find the wizard staff um, and they they use that. There's some cool stuff like the buildings moving. David F. Sandberg was like. So because we're a sequel, we got to use more money and we spent all of it. Um, <laughs> like you can tell, like it, it looks like a more expensive movie than the first film. For sure. Um, there's a lot of really cool creatures, creature designs with like the dragons and things. Um, I'm the very, daughters very, of Atlas. 
Dawn is Vanillas. I'm very, very, very excited for this movie. Yeah, this movie looks great. I'm, I'm, it's very nice to be excited for another fun superhero film, Mm -hmm. uh, especially in the DC canon, and this feels like that. Yeah. Also, this trailer was funny. Like he's like like Shazam is spilling his guts out to a doctor. You think he's seeing a, a psychiatrist or a therapist, and then the doctor's like, "You know, this is a pediatrician's office, right?" And points to all the like the teddy bears and everything. He's a kid; he don't know any better. Apparently, the DC panel opened with uh, the it opened with Shazam. It was the first panel, and it was like, and uh, they played a clip from this movie, and it was Freddie and Rachel Ziegler's character, um, and and she was like, "Where'd you guys meet?" And he said, Comic-Con. And she said, what's Comic-Con? And then they, boom. And then they had, like, all the cast on stage. And, and that's how they, like, opened the panel. I was like, that's, that's, that's pretty cute. That's cute. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm very excited. I'm, I was surprised. I want to be, I want to, I, I don't want to be construed that I thought Henry Cavill was going to be in, in this panel. No way. Not um, at all. Not at all. But I, I was I was a little surprised that we didn't see anything from like Aquaman. Um, I understand Flash. Aquaman got delayed, didn't it? Yeah, but not that far. Uh, maybe they just want to keep everything that's this year. This year, maybe uh, Shazam. Does... Shazam is the first movie of next year, so oh, yeah, okay, it does, yeah, it does feel like that's their their modus operandi is just focusing on the year. Um, Def Batgirl is definitely not no longer coming out this year. Otherwise no, I, no. I would feel like they would show, they would have shown something. Yeah. It's, it's, it's weird. Like I do feel like somehow I just know, even though I haven't like gone through every piece, I know Marvel gave a lot today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it feels like DC, I would have expected to bring more to the table because Marvel still gets D 23 later this year to unveil yeah. more, more plans and Disney plus day, if they really want to as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this is their big moment. DC's big moment for a while to to get a sold on stuff and i'm pumped for shazam fury of the gods but like i'm kind of disappointed black adam i maybe I, you know the comic-con version of the trailer maybe was much better yeah. um but like i don't feel like i feel like black adam's coming out soon enough you need to get us at home hype about it more yeah. than we are i, I like I the rock like, is in it so you don't have to do a lot of work yeah i get that but like still i feel like and i think the suicide squad trailers were good but like the starro element is missing for the black is for black adam right now like i feel like there's something that just like it's one thing's missing that like when i see the movie like oh that it all makes sense now but like now it's like oh it looks like an okay trailer yeah i'll i'll also say i was kind of shocked that there was no even just little thing talking about peacemaker coming back you're right uh that was like such a huge hit for them that i'm kind of surprised they didn't even like touch on it yeah yeah yeah, Marvel had James Gunn this this Comic Con. Yeah, I mean he was already back there. No, I know. Hey James, can you come by? <laughs> yeah, he could come out for like five minutes just to be like, I'm so glad everybody liked Peacemaker. Now there's like a Marvel guard with a with a shotgun, <laughs> like James, <laughs> stay on the side. Uh, DC's like, hey, hey James, come over here, and he just sweating looks over at the Marvel sniper. <laughs> yeah, the the red dot. Yeah. Up on him. Speaking of Marvel, let's talk about Marvel, but not that Marvel. We'll get to that Marvel. Jesus we'll talk about other Marvel stuff. Jesus Christ. Wait, what Marvel stuff are we, are we talking about? Comics or movie stuff? We already talked show about comics. Stuff. Show stuff. We talked about stuff. comics. Oh, show stuff. Actually, show, but show not stuff. the MCU yet. Okay. Um, or actually, is it? No, because I'm not feeling too good. I, I, think get, I get it. I need to bounce out. I'm sorry, guys. 
Just no, that's no, okay, no. Ben. You do what yeah, you gotta but, do. Like really quickly, um, I love the She-Hulk trailer. I thought it was hilarious. I can't wait to watch that show. Hold up, but we don't want Ryan to know what's happening. Go All ahead, right. Ben. All right. Um, I I'm curious to see what's going on with Wakanda Forever, mostly because it's kind of like confirmed that T'Challa is dead. So that's gonna be like hmm, that's interesting. Um, that's that's about it. Okay. Um, both both look great. I can't wait to see them. I'm still just very interested I, in Wakanda Forever, and I'm gonna go rest up. Anyways. Good night, buddy. Good Bye, night, guys. Good night, Ben. Good night. I didn't want spoilers. I agree. Even though we're in, we're in the we're in the Comic Con spoiler special. <laughs> How many butts? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, okay. Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur just released a clip. Um, I like the tone that they're going for. I think it looks very cute. I really like what they're doing with the show. Yeah. Is that on Disney Plus? It will be on the Disney Channel and then Disney on Disney Plus. Oh, cool. Right on. Um, yeah, yeah uh, I like the animation style and everything. So, cool. That's fun. I Am Groot released its first trailer. So yeah. this one, I did see this one. Um, I I don't know what I was expecting. I For some reason, I thought this was going to be for like the tiniest of children's like Paw Patrol. Oh, and, and like this, like blew my blew my expectations away just because I thought it was something else. Sure. But it's just it's Groot being goofy as shit with aliens, and I'm like, it's, this looks it's Groot shorts. It's Groot shorts. It looks like really charming. Like I I I think this this looks heavenly. It looks really fun. There will be five shorts that are going to premiere in a, in a couple of weeks, uh, and then five more will premiere in a couple of months. Mm. So for ten in total, Vin Diesel confirmed to be returning as Groot. Got the easiest paycheck of all time. Right. <laughs> um, it's so wild to me that he wasn't Groot in the, uh, uh, what's the, the ride at Disneyland? Oh? Oh, uh, yeah. At the, the collector. what you're talking about. Like the, the uh, Mission Breakout. He's Mission not Breakout, voice. Yeah. You can tell. When you listen to it, you can tell. Mm. Yeah. That they just didn't want to pay him for the I am Groot line. For the ride. Um, I don't know yeah, if that's true for... Uh, Cosmic Rewind. I don't know if it's him or not. But this looks very, very good. I'm, I'm excited for this. James Gunn is involved in, in it, which is cool. Yeah, it looks really like, like kind of like balls to the wall, fun kid stuff. Yeah. X-Men 97. Uh, no footage was shown, but they showed character designs. It kind of gave a little bit about what we can expect from the show. Yeah. Um, character designs look just like they did in the 90s. Uh, they they've updated them a little bit. Uh, Storm little bit. has her mohawk, even though her mohawk is from the eighties. Uh, uh, I I don't think she should have it with her nineties costume. I don't think it, the the symmetry matches, but that's just yeah. me. But like, hey, it's cool that she has it. Yeah, uh, Magneto will lead the X Men team. Mm. Who's shocked if you watched the show or read the comics? That's <laughs> literally at the end of the show. That's what happens. Like Professor Xavier goes away to hang out with his uh, bird bird wife in space. And uh, Sunspot, Cable, Bishop, and Nightcrawler, among others, are going to be uh, added to the roster of the X-Men for this show. Where are the women at? Um, Where are the women at? We also saw villains. There's That's where they're at. (laughs) Uh, I I forgot to write down who we saw as villains, but it's all the villains from the original show, and I I don't think they've added anyone as far as I know. They've added some people. Did they? Yep, they added Val Cooper, who is a Republican white woman. <laughs> They've added Emma Frost because she wasn't around then. Oh, you're right. She wasn't in there. You're right. Yep. Um, yeah. Fall 2023 will be when the show premieres. 
later than I thought it would be, honestly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and uh, season two has already been greenlit. I'm just very curious what the animation is going to look like. Me too. Because like I I respect them wanting to like do something nostalgic, but I also don't want it to look like shit. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm happy. I would be happy with a smoother version of what that '97 show was. Yeah, like because like the character designs are very are very similar. They're keeping true, and so like I'm happy with that. I don't want to see them do something like What If. Oh no, God, please stay away. <laughs> right, I agree. I want them to like. I want them. I want this to like. I want to go from like the final season of X Men, of the original X Men series. And I want to go to this and not have it feel so jarring that I'm so like, different. Oh, this, is a, this is such a different feel to like, yeah. I'd be okay with like, oh, this is different because this is more digital than it was than hand drawn, but not so not like, not like jarring. Yeah, 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 I agree. Speaking of what if though, season two will release in early 2023. I, again, later than I thought it would be, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, what if Captain Carter fought the Hydro Stomper was the episode that was shown to audiences. The full episode was done, so they showed it to audiences. Get the cool. one, get the shitty one out of the way, I guess. Am I right, guys? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, it's, it was teased at the end of What If Season season 1. Uh, yeah. Um, new stories, will, however, new stories uh, will be in this, uh, such as a Hella story. Excited? Hella? Hell, hell yeah. Cool. Odin versus the Mandarin. That one, got me. that one got me. Odin is so powerful. What? All right. Odin versus the Mandarin, and it could be said at any time. Ooh. Well, not any time, but a wide range of time. Yeah, because like he's like both the Mandarin is so long lived. Yes. But not thousands of years. Um Captain Carter meeting the Winter Soldier. And Tony on Sakar with Valkyrie and the Hulk. Which I think we got, a, oh. we got a tease of that. Yes, at, that was that's that was the cut episode. I, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that, that was that, that was a fun one too. Dang. Cool. Uh, uh, yeah, that was the one we didn't get to see. Yeah, that sounds that all sounds like cool stuff. Except I, I just, I feel like they're tripling down on Captain Carter too hard. They, Unless they're going to stop writing are. that character like it's Steve Rogers, Captain America, but now it's a lady. That's all I want is to like have your own characteristics. And personality. See, that's a, so I like, I was, I like Captain Carter, like Haley Atwell. I, I, I liked the character. Didn't care for the episode. I was like, okay, cool. I got my Captain Carter. I got a live action Haley Atwell as Captain Carter. Okay, cool. I got to see her die. Cool. I'm good. Yeah. yeah and if, you, and if your biggest, if your biggest fan is being like, I'm good, maybe stop. Yeah. Right, because I like I like Haley Atwell a lot, and I think there is good potential in Captain Carter. But you gotta write her like she is Peggy Carter, who took up the shield, not like she suddenly became Steve Rogers. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're, true. They're different people, but they don't. Yeah, speak your truth, bro. Season three has already been ordered. I guess. Okay. I'm I'm open to more the potential of more stories, but they gotta they gotta step it up and do the writing has gotta did with. Uh, the Doctor Strange and Thor episodes. You got to punch those right. Like it's got to, it's got to get that tight again. Because uh, if we have more misses than hits, I'm gonna be like, man, what a wash. Yeah. Especially yeah. with two Captain Carter episodes, two. Ooh. And now this is also being taken over from, um, like Marvel Studios is no longer doing this. Marvel Animation is a new subsidiary of Marvel Studios that is taking over all of this. Right. Um, which is why they had their own panel. Um. So. Perhaps, but Marvel Val- Studios birthed this. 
yes, in its own true. way. Perfect. You know, like so they're still overseeing so much of it. As far as I know, the writing staff hasn't changed. That's true. So that's the that's the issue. Yeah. To me. And that is the biggest issue I think of that show. Is I can get over the the animation if the writing's good, but a lot of the writing or the was, no or the good. lack of uh, vocal direction. Yeah, that that really hurt me on that show. Like more so than the writing was the lack of vocal direction. Oh my god, you're gonna have more Bucky in that show? No, Sebastian Stan. No. <laughs> maybe maybe they will have learned a lesson. I hope so. Uh, Marvel Zombies uh, is going to be confirmed is confirmed to be TVMA. Hell yeah. Mature. Zombie versions of Ghost, Abomination, Captain Marvel, Scarlet Witch, Hawkeye, Okoye, and Captain America were revealed. And new heroes, so the kind of like the main cast of heroes will include uh, among uh, Jimmy Wu, Kate Bishop, Yelena, Shang-Chi, Red Guardian, and Miss Marvel. That's a fun team. That yeah, I is so. I, I have so much more faith in this one because it's being written by Zeb Wells. Right. Uh, uh, which I'm just beyond thrilled about, but it is being it is rated R, which is fun for zombie stuff. And it's like if they just do what they do with the comics and make them like fun, interactable zombies. There you go. So uh, uh, Elizabeth Olsen is confirmed to return as the Scarlet Witch in Marvel Zombies. Mm. And if she's a zombie. Hey, that could hey, mean hey. that we're getting talking she's, zombies. Oh, that's all I want. That's all I want. Uh, I like that we're getting Icarus as a zombie. Some good Eternals love. Yeah. Oh, oh, dude, he's so tough. Oh, my God. Right. Yeah, I'm really glad that they're going for that, that we're getting yeah. some of that. I, I, I'm glad that they're bringing such fresh new players to the board for it. I was yeah. just thinking about, like, I wonder when the next time we're going to see Jimmy Woo is. Because, like, honestly, I, I like that character, and we haven't seen him since WandaVision. I was Jimmy, like, oh. Jimmy Woo and Kamala hanging out. That's going to be a good time. That's going to be fun. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and, like, if you look at the character designs, they all have, like, these tripped out, like, post-apocalyptic uh, Mad Max-ish, like, uh, stuff except uh, for red guardian the red guardian is just wearing his outfit <laughs> jimmy jimmy woo and uh miss marvel and katie from shang chi aquafina yeah. herself yeah katie oh and uh, a death dealer from shang chi is one of the characters oh yes. the yeah heroes. i didn't see yeah. that that's all right uh that's going to be coming out in 2024 that's yeah animation takes a while i get it yeah. all right the one that broke the internet spider-man freshman year they could have just made it so easy. They could have just made it so easy. Couldn't they could have, like, I, I, I now, is it a white dress with blue stripes? <laughs> or is it like for real? That's exactly what happened. So, when we first heard about Spider Man freshman year, it was, we were told it is the prequel to Spider Man Homecoming, the prequel to Civil War. It is Tom Holland, uh, it is Tom Holland's first two years as Spider Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although someone did point out that the, that it was, I think background information. I don't think this was ever said in the movies, but I think it was it was mentioned that he's only Spider-Man for six months. Yes. Yeah. Prior to prior to Civil War. So you're already kind of fudging it. But like, I I forgave you. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the Spider-Man freshman year will be set two years. This this is all information that they said. I'm 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 only going to regurgitate information that they said. Mm-hmm. Sp- Spider-Man freshman year will be set two years before Captain America Civil War. That was the first thing they said. Said two years before Captain America Civil War, which makes sense. He's a junior in that movie. Is he? Charlie. Yeah. I don't know if that math adds up. No, he it, it does because he shows up. Yeah, he's in, 16 turning 17. Yeah, because the, the Civil War, the Civil War ending is in the beginning of Homecoming. Right. Isn't he a sophomore in Homecoming, though? No, he's a junior in Homecoming. Okay. 
I'm pretty sure he's a junior. They wouldn't make this freshman and sophomore year thing happen if he wasn't. I don't think a junior. Sure. Yeah, he's a junior. Cause and then yeah, it it maths. Charlie Cox will reprise his role as uh, Daredevil. That's cool. Uh, he, he's been there from the beginning for sure. I mean, if you want to tell me that early days Spider-Man met Peter Parker, met met met, met uh, Daredevil. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then it was announced that Benedict Cumberbatch was going to play Doctor Strange. Interesting. Yeah. And then it gets weirder because Dr. Octopus, the Rhino, Scorpion, Speed Demon and Tarantula will all be villains in the show. Yeah. Which which all of a sudden made me go like, hang on. Harry Osborn, Amadeus Cho and Nico Minura from Runaways will oh, be yeah. uh, his supporting cast will be part of his supporting cast. No Ned or MJ. Amadeus Cho. Amadeus Cho being there is also really, really, really cool. Yeah, we met her. We met his mom in Age of Ultron. Yep. Um, and and uh, uh, the girl from Runaway. I hope it's the actress voicing her. It'd I, be cool I, to get her back. They gotta. They have to. That's only cool to only respectful if you're gonna bring that character and like her exact look. Yeah. Um, Norman Osborn will be in the show, and the one of the one of the images they showed us was a very similar um, framing device. Uh, of uh, Peter meeting Norman the same way he met Tony in home in uh, Civil War. That's and that's when I knew they should have just called this. They can't call it a what if, but it's basically like it's it's it is a story taking place within the MCU, but it's a what if of a scenario. They have to. Say, it's so weird because like if they don't say this is in the MCU, then this is just a random Spider-Man thing. But like because it's using elements from the MCU, they call it in the mcu but that's the mistake you still gotta you still gotta dive in the weeds about this nonsense because it's confusing as hell it just looks like it just looks like the show started as a incontinuity mcu show yes and became not one and after no way home probably after no way home yeah and the showrunners were just not and like the it could just be that the show the people who are writing the show don't really care and so then it's up to the the people the press people over at Marvel to make it clear. Like if you're just like, yeah, we're using elements of the MCU and we're doing whatever we want. Okay, sure. Um, and, and then you have like, then you need someone, you need someone to just be like, this is its own thing. This is a separate thing that is yeah. inspired by the MCU. I, before you say something sparks, like the thing that like, like I understand being confused, but I saw people going, oh, my God, they're retconning all of the MCU for this. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you guys are now you guys are just being stupid. Now you're, <laughs> now you're just being ridiculous. <laughs> like, I understand it's confusing, but they're not getting rid of an entire trilogy of Spider-Man movies for this cartoon. Like, that's just, that's just ridiculous. Especially I did see, like, a very wild theory where they were like, this is the real line continuity that everyone knows now that. No way home occurred, and so this is that. what happened in the events of the MCU. And I'm still like, doesn't make sense. That doesn't work. It still doesn't make sense. Still about sorry, but no. And like you can, you can, you can easily rejigger this, right? Like quite honestly, like I think you can be like, oh yeah, he met Norman Osborn prior to meeting Tony Stark. Like if you want to, if you wanted to say that, because all all Norman says in No Way Home is that Oscorp doesn't exist. Now, like now, at that point, that doesn't perhaps, mean Osborne isn't alive still. Yeah, or that Oscorp never existed. Like, yeah. if you want to, if you want to fudge the line that way, okay, I can buy it. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I can, I can, I can ride that line with you. 
but like, there's so much of this that just became like hang on yeah uh now that we're here though now that i know all the information i am beyond stoked for this because mm -hmm. this is we are going to get the spider-man that we've always wanted in animated form where it is restrictiveless like with a budget it could do whatever it wants it has all the characters we want and it's basically at a time when peter parker is becoming peter parker so like i do there's a part of me that is like oh it would be cool to just have the prequel the animation the, the animation looks great the animation does look great it looks very unique too and like it's very like very like 60s like ditko looking um i just think it's a really cool idea and like it is then like taking quote unquote a risk because like they could have just made like the easy prequel route, but they're like, or like since No Way Home is the prequel, we do our own original animated story that that has the foundations of the MCU. Um, I think it's a really cool idea. Sparks. Yeah, I I'm overall fine with it. Um, you want to make a what if we didn't have to pay Sony at the time uh, <laughs> series? I think yes. that's fine. Yeah. Um, you know, I I think that can be fun to watch. Uh, especially if they're willing to like pull a lot of mcu elements still into mm -hmm. it um not in a way where like oh this will be in connection but like thinking about like timeline events like you know these things were around like it'd be nice to have a spider-man animated show where the avengers could show up in it yeah um like rather consistently um so i hope that that's the case where you can get a lot of fun stuff with with those kinds of nods and even then like that's us seeing different versions of those characters too because this is a very different peter mm-hmm yeah i look i'll be honest i was really excited about the prospect of a animated prequel show set within the mcu i really was i yeah. i really like this spider-man and i would have loved to have seen uh i would have loved to have seen kind of that origin story through how we got to civil war how we got to homecoming um but i do think that like when you really boil it down, perhaps it is a little bit restricted because Vulture is meant to be like his first main villain. His yeah. First, like his first, like super villain. Right. And you so can't like, do a lot. Yeah. So you can't really do a lot there. And so perhaps uh, just kind of loosening the reins was the right move to go. And to that, that being said, like no matter what this show, I think has a lot of promise. I think they've said all the right things and I really like the character designs. I'm, I'm into it. I just still lament the show that we, almost had we were we almost had it yeah that's like, true yeah um yeah i i think that there could have been cool stuff i just also have totally lost faith that they would have done the good stuff with it because yeah. like you'd have to be so something i realize is you have to be so character focused because you can't really do super villains no mm -hmm. you know in or they'd be the, the they'd be the lowest quality villains that like you would never touch in a movie they, so yeah, like really, a, this new kid could take even them then, out yeah even then ryan like they can't be that because i realize that like homecoming only works if it's peter's first big super villain venture true yeah. so like if you imply that he fought other super villains before that homecoming doesn't make sense mm -hmm. so uh for that sophomore guy who's going through the events of homecoming it doesn't make sense uh so i i feel like we're probably better off because i don't think they would have done the character focus that i would have wanted that version to be mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. you are limited in that space and i realized that when brandon first sent me like the image of stuff earlier uh and we were talking about it because i i at first thought wait if he's fighting these villains before the vulture that makes that whole film's impact like that whole moment where he's like, you know, carrying the rubble saying, come on, Spider-Man, that whole thing, that whole arc of him learning to do that is moot. If he's fought 
scorpion before or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. So I think this is probably a better, more interesting, more dynamic potential path. Spectacular. And we still got the Craig of the Creek guy, and I've I've been catching up on a lot of Craig of the Creek, so I'm like, get you ready. I'm ready. I like the oh, animation. Yeah. So I caught what you did. Yeah, did you? I did. So I decided to look it up, and you get, you're cute. Um, yes, he he. he uh, Spider Man. We were wrong. Spider Man is a sophomore in Homecoming. Well, he has to be. I was thinking of two things in particular, which is that. When they when he's crushing on Liz, they make a big deal about her being a senior, which yeah. they wouldn't do if he was just a junior. Mm. And the other thing is, uh, because he it would be a big deal for him to be going to a senior with a senior to the dance. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is that if he's a sophomore in 2016 in the fall, he has to be uh, a junior nearing the end in 2018. Because they make him restart junior year when he comes back from the blip and then he's a senior in no way home. So he couldn't be a junior in homecoming. That'd be way too long a time in high school. Mm, you're right. Pretty right. sneaky, sis. Well, at any rate, this show is getting a second season that's going to be retitled Spider-Man Sophomore Year. Yeah, I think that's totally fine because they're doing their own reimagining, reimagining path. I think there's a lot of potential. A lot of people have pointed out the Norman Osborn tie design thing. He's doing the Giancarlo Esposito. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I do think that's a little bit of hopeful hopeful possible casting that they're wanting to play to no he can't be norman osborne and professor xavier (laughs) and i do think that like if you have if if you do this show and not tie it to the mcu yeah like like we thought so not explicitly then, then you do have the potential to bring in certain characters like i look i understand what no way home did i still want norman osborne and and the spider-man in the Spider-Man movies. Like sure. I would love to see an MCU Norman Osborn. Yeah. I would love to see an MCU Dr. Octopus. Like I, I think that no way home. I think the idea that no way home took those villains off the table is really reductive. Yeah. And I know that's how, that's the way that Kevin Feige thinks. Right. Um, and, and cause we've seen it with his history and I, I hope that is not necessarily the case because I would like to see other versions of those characters sure i i big time agree and i also think that this provides a lot of potential because like we we've seen charlie cox and we saw uh we see kingpin's character design right i don't think we see kingpin oh am i thinking of doc Ock? i'm thinking of doc you think of doc okay but i think this creates the potential fervor that you want if we're gonna get like a live action tom holland charlie cox teaming up kind of thing i think you can build that out of this show um okay that's oh that's all the news guys good night all right i don't don't believe you that was fun marvel glad we did it Uh, i'll see y'all later no wait sparks (laughs) marvel studios they had their their big panel it's time for marvel for marvel studios this the this is the one that let's be honest this is the one that everyone comes to for man the the hype surrounding this panel even on twitter was insane I, I glanced at the the list you wrote up here of what we're about to do, and I'm so scared. <laughs> I can't oh, even. no. <laughs> go ahead, though. Oh, Let's no. go. Scared. Let's talk about the first thing that uh, Kevin Feige did, which was announced that phase four is over. Oh, really? He said that phase four, phase four be- is ending. <laughs> phase four. Well, he's, he was a dick he, because the first thing he said, phase four was over. And then he clarified. Phase four will be ending with Black Panther Wakanda forever. 
Ooh, that's going to be a big movie. That's so a big the, movie. That's a big so movie. The last two things that came out were... So the last two things of, of Phase 4 will be She-Hulk and Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Cool. Okay. Which they released trailers for both. All right, I'm going to watch She-Hulk right now. Uh, She-Hulk looks incredible. Yeah, I agree. Does, does the CGI look better? I'll tell you in a second. <laughs> I think so. Okay. You guys um, talk. I'm, I'm going to do this. Sure. I oh oh oh! I just looked, glanced at the. I'm so excited that you're watching the She-Hulk trailer <laughs> because the it's She-Hulk real. trailer, the She-Hulk trailer is the one that got me very close to feeling the same way that I felt when when I when I heard the Star Trek news. Mm. Yeah, I'm very hopeful. There's some good stuff there. Yeah, I really like the dynamic that we see between Jennifer Walters and uh, uh, She's Bruce Banner. Bruce Banner. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of really fun interplay between the two of them. Um, yeah. I think there's a lot of really fun comedy. Just the opening bit of the air horn and just like, why would you do that? I have a normal she, amount of rage. She's such a better Hulk than he is. <laughs> yeah, and and like he's like he's jealous of it. Um, uh, I can't talk about the big thing. I really, I really it. like, I really like Tatiana Maslany. I think that she's showing that she is going to be able to bring a game to this. Yeah. Um, Blomsky seems like a lot of fun. Yeah, he can change at will. Yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff happening here. I'm, I'm very encouraged. Uh, uh, we right knew now. that we knew that Wong was in the, was in the show, and we didn't quite know how. And we see him in in this trailer briefly, and that's really fun. We got yeah. a a cheeky the book of Ashanti. Mm-hmm. Now the, the book of all law. <laughs> um, yeah, the the plot of like. You know, the more superhero characters are coming up and we need to create this kind of law division for it. It's very right. interesting. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah, I think this this has a lot of good potential for sure. Oh. What's he watching? I wonder. Wong. Oh, Wong. OK. <laughs> CGI is much better. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think I. I I, I still feel bad that like, you know, we, we've talked about the visual effects artists being pushed to their limits with the Marvel projects and that shouldn't be happening. These should have enough time for them to to breathe and mm-hmm. get these things done and not have to crunch. But I, I am glad that they were able to clean it up because I, I was tired of people like ragging on on the CGI folk for the way She-Hulk looked because I'm too. like, you know, they need more time. They need more time. And again, like it's important to remember that we were never supposed to see that trailer. Corridor crew had a thing where they talked about the She-Hulk uh, and they talked about like one of the, one of the biggest problems with it is that the, one of the, one, one of the things that people rub up against with it is that there's less detail on a woman's face and there is a man's face. And that's why that's, that's one of the reasons why we register better when we look at Mark Ruffalo's Hulk versus when we see Jennifer Walters sure. Hulk. Um, because by just definition, women's faces are smoother than ours. Sure. Uh, Ryan, uh, you watched all the way to the end of the trailer. No. Uh, oh, oh. Oh, buddy. <laughs> I had a feeling there wasn't a big reaction. So I was like, yeah, all the way at the end. Oh, yeah, you, you got to watch past the, the She-Hulk logo. There's you got to nice keep going. <gasps> Matthew. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Rumors. I love when rumors are right. <laughs> the when they when the, that was the moment, that was the moment where I was like, <gasps> yeah, okay, all right. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. In his nice red yellow outfit. I'm glad I asked because I could tell Ryan hadn't. No, I definitely. (laughs) Oh, I'm pausing it. Oh, it is yellow as oh yeah, red and yellow. Oh yeah, we want baby. 
I'm so I'm so happy. I'm so happy about that. Uh, so besides Daredevil, uh, that trailer looks really fun. I think the dynamic between the two characters is great. The two Hulks. Uh, I love that Blonsky is like a comedic guy now. That's just great. Mm. I love that. Love it. Just excited for it. Black Panther: Wakanda Forever will be the end of it. And they released the first trailer for that movie uh, okay. out out in November. Oh no, I don't want to buy Black Panther on YouTube now. <laughs> uh, All right, I'll be right back. Uh, should I say? Well, Michaela Coel will play uh, Anika, which is a new character of the movie. She's black. She's a Black Panther character. Um, Ryan, can you hear me? Not loud enough to hear you. Oh, <laughs> said that he responded to me. You know, but I heard something. I can't hear you fully though. Uh, All right, it's, it's very much a kind of all vibe, feeling the emotion of it, like yes. they're trying to convey. They're trying to convey to the reality of what everyone knows the situation is. Yes. Um, I will be honest. Tough. I'm a little bummed that it does confirm that T'Challa is dead. Yeah. Yeah. That's a baby. It's a baby <laughs> with what on its feet. <gasps> yeah, baby. He got there. He saw it. It's my boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like Aquaman. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> they confirmed that Tenoch uh, Huerta is playing Namor. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That is very, very cool. And the, the second time I watched the trailer, the baby, the, we see the baby birth, and the, he's got little wings on his feet. Um, yeah. Um, I think, I think there's a lot of really great imagery in this movie. I think it looks great gorgeous I, I i love what we're seeing as far as like the this the loki cinematographer went to do this movie right um and you can tell what'd you yeah! see <laughs> what happened what'd you see um <laughs> it's really funny watching him react to this trailer. yeah yeah um, um i agree like but we knew this was coming like they said I know, but like I wanted I did want a little bit of ambiguity because like I I still think I get it. I really do. And I understand how hard of a decision this must have been. But to take T'Challa off the board completely is is I don't feel this the right decision. I firmly firmly stand in the same the same bucket. Uh, Ryan and I had a conversation uh, recently because we both listened to the Ringerverse and Van on there. uh, Van Lathan talked about his very strong opinion that like taking out T'Challa is a mistake. And he's like, I'm not saying T'Challa has to be in this movie. I understand them wanting to get some, some distance from that because emotionally it's hard for them, but taking T'Challa off the board is a mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, losing Chad, like I'm paraphrasing what Van Lathan said, but like losing Chadwick Boseman was hard and it's real and it's painful. And that's what happens. And T'Challa is a fictional character and we are, we're not supposed to go through that pain for our fictional characters like that. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not the the beauty of that is that he can carry on and he can continue being something and inspiring people. And we don't get that with Chadwick anymore, but we shouldn't also lose that with T'Challa. Yeah, I agree. Um, that being said, there's a really powerful line uh, from Angela Bassett in the in the movie where she says, I am the queen of the most powerful country in the na- in the world and I have lost my entire family. What more do you want from me? I think that mm. is incredible. Sure. Uh, uh, I think visually this this looks stunning so much water shit happening 
oh my god, Namor has never gotten, has never looked cooler in his life. Oh my god. <laughs> this is one of the few times where like, yeah, Namor has like been around for like like 75 years or whatever. If he got a new redesign like this, I wouldn't, I wouldn't care. This is awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'm I, there's a lot of water uh water effects in this in this. Like like god. Ryan, you said it looked like Aquaman. Like there's oh. there's this bit where like the the wakandan throne room is get, gets flooded and i was just like yes i i yes, paused I, I paused it uh, there's a scene on the highway where there's there's atlanteans and then there's a tuma who's like one of the major atlantean villains mm-hmm. I, and i'm like and then there's ironheart like oh my god oh right we get a first look at <laughs> ironheart we we see we see riri um, give me a there, break there's a shot with the door with the door of malaje which i really love where they where they like jump from this cliff base to, to like fight the atlanteans that are climbing up it i was like yeah oh my god it, bro he's like the Descending on his aqua throne, like oh my god, give me this movie! I'm I'm really stoked about it um, visually. Like putting aside the Tatal stuff, I'm I'm very I'm very yeah. excited about it. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about Shuri becoming the Black Panther. Is that is that who's wearing that suit? We don't end? know for sure. That's who that is. But no. it sure looks like it. I'm trying to how, how Kurt. How... I I think I hope it's Lupita Nyong'o's character. I I hope that isn't she, isn't she just, pregnant? No, that was name that was Namor's birth. Oh, it was Namor's. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, water birth. Because you, you see so, the you see the wings on the feet. Oh, it's true. I yeah, really, yeah. really hope Namor mentions something about the celestial in the ocean. <laughs> he's gotta he's gotta be aware of it. Someone's gotta eventually, right? Listen, I'm looking at this Black Panther at the end, and it's pretty curvy. Yeah, Lupita Nyong'o's pretty curvy. No, I know. It's definitely. I definitely think it's a lady. It's not. Um, it's not Mbaku. It's definitely not Mbaku with those um, blowing. <laughs> not with that booty. Not with that. Mbaku has a bad booty, but no, not with that booty. Mbaku's like twice as big. Um, yeah. Man, I yeah. Besides the T'Challa thing, like I think this. Looks I think it looks really awesome. great. Yeah. Oh man, Namor. I just. I can't believe Namor's here. He's the first mutant, y'all. This is happening. I don't. I don't relish or envy the task they have to nail this film. No. I. I don't like. That's. That's really hard. Um, there's a lot of talk. By the way, a lot of talk. sorry, just real quick, it was confirmed because uh, he was doing the press stuff for Nope. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya will not be returning yes. in Black Panther because uh, the scheduling conflicts made it so he couldn't. There was I a think lot of... he probably chose right as a side character or like the main lead character. Yeah, there was yeah. a lot of talk on the on the on the stage about just how they felt that pressure to get this movie right, to honor Chadwick's legacy. And there was a lot of tears on stage about talking about it. Cause it's, it is, it is, as we have talked about already, just, it is a very, it is a very difficult thing. Oh yeah. That they had to be, that they had to go through yeah. to get yes. this movie made. Yes. Um, oh, this looks so and, sick. <laughs> and I think that that really comes off in the movie. And I think just, not just visually, but like everything about, uh, I think I, from this first trailer, I think they're going to nail it. I think this movie is going to be really, really great. Visually, I, visually, this feels like Ryan Coogler's doing even more dynamic things than he got to do with the first one. Oh my god, yeah. there's like a flaming temple room. Yeah, that's where the the throne room gets flooded. God, this movie looks awesome. Yeah, my Namor bias is really hard. It's so it's hit me hard right now. <laughs> yeah, hell I yeah, know. looks great. I'm keeping I'm keeping the hope alive. Four months away. Yeah. Well, that's phase four. So Kevin Feige decided to announce the entirety of phase five. Ant-Man of the Wasp Quantumania will kick okay. off phase five. We knew that movie was coming. 
Um, for, they showed a little bit of footage and they talked a little bit about um, how Scott's fame has gone to his head because he thinks he saved the world. And so he wrote a book about it. And he's got a podcast. And a podcast. Yes. Um, and so like the, there's footage where he's like reading a book to a bunch of people and he like he, he's not he's like neglected Cassie and Hope because of this, because of the fame, his ego. I did. The one thing that I did sneak a leak at, it's because it was about Ant-Man and the Wasp. So I knew that movie existed. Uh, apparently some of the footage, he says to Kang, well, you know what? I'm an Avenger. And he says, I'm I have a, that. Oh, you, you go for it. Go for it. Yeah. So the, the one, the one that you're referring to is I'm a conqueror, but the one that I really want to talk about is I'm an Avenger. You're an Avenger. Have I killed you yet? Oh, I didn't know that. That's pretty good. <laughs> Spoken from Kang. So there's going to be more quantum realm stuff, which we mm-hmm. figured would be possible. Um, it's called quantum mania. Um, they confirmed Modoc is in the movie. Wild. Uh, so who is this? Who? So that rumor is true. It's Modoc is not who you think it is. Oh. Uh, we, we, apparently the footage showed a very comic, a comic accurate Modoc. No, I mean like the character, like it's not, it's not the character in the comics who is Modoc. Right. Um, it's a character from one of the anime movies, which is really, really fun. Uh, Bill Murray confirmed to be in the movie. What are you doing, Bill? <laughs> right. Having a good time. <laughs> um, so Bill Murray all but confirmed it himself already. That's true. <laughs> uh, it's going to be out February 17, 2023. So it's going to kick off that. Uh, apparently, Kang looks menacing as hell. Uh, this Very comic not, accurate. Uh, except he's not blue. Mm. That's fine. Yeah. That's um, fine. Either way. This was the one this was the one that I really hated the fact that it was not being a comic con. I was like, I would have loved to have seen Ant-Man and the Wasp footage. Yeah, sure. it's uh, coming. Yeah. It's coming soon. Buzz buzz. Then Secret Invasion. This Ooh. surprised me because I was confident Secret Invasion was going to come at the end of this year. Me too. Secret um, Invasion. And I will say just before you get into it, because we're, we're about to talk about them all, but. Uh, the fact that we're coming out of this year with only three shows and the amount of shows they want to drop on us next year is like, that's a lot. So Secret Invasion will be next. It's going to be Olivia. So, so some of the footage that was shown shows a little bit more, a little bit more of a grittier uh, side to the MC that we've seen before. Winter that's Soldier. What, that's what we've seen. That's what we've seen. Yeah, more more along the lines of Winter Soldier than anything we've seen uh, after. Olivia Coleman is apparently an ally to Nick Fury. Um, Don Cheadle is returning. As War Machine. Hell yeah. Kobe Smolders is returning as Maria Hill, which we yeah. I think we figured. Yeah. Um, and uh, she says she said on stage um, that it's going to be tough to know who's a scroll and who's not. And so it's like that's kind of kind of playing with oh, the mystery. She said scroll. Mm-hmm. Damn, there's there's like straight up like, no, it's about scrolls. Yeah. Like, OK, hell yeah. Well, we know the talus is in it. Well, no, but like like that is like they are just doing it like there could have been like, you know, other things. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. That's, I'm just happy about it. Uh, going to be spring 2023. Okay. Then Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Footage was shown. Um, mm. A baby rocket apparently ended the footage. Uh, so we're going to be going into, a little bit into into Rocket's uh, origins. Half world, baby. Um, going to follow, but the that, story will... What? Sorry, I was just going to say that feels like that was always an inevitability with Gunn that we were going to do that. I felt the same way. I, I tweeted this so James Gunn and I have the same favorite guardian, Rocket Raccoon. Um, he's talked multiple times about how he re- how he relates to Rocket Raccoon on like a personal level, um, and I always I always felt that Guardians Three would touch on it eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, but the story will apparently follow Star Lord, 
who's still reeling from uh, his loss of Gamora. Um, he must rally the, the he must rally the team to defend the universe along with protecting one of their own. Um, I assume Rocket um, from that description. And apparently, some of the footage shows Gamora. Like Peter says, "I love you" to Gamora, and Gamora rejects him because it's not the same Gamora. Right? She don't she don't know you. Uh, Chiquiti uh, Iwuji, remember yes. from uh, yes. um, Peacemaker. Peacemaker. He's going to be playing the High Evolutionary. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. That is a stupid as hell villain. That's really fun. When he came out in costume. Him. He came out in costume. Oh, oh he shot it. <laughs> 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 Um, oh, that's fantastic! <laughs> when he was announced, he, he came out in full costume. It was, it it looks really funny. Are you looking? Can you? Can oh my you... god! He straight up he looks like a dumb comic book character. Hell yeah! yeah. Right. Oh my god! Incredible. Uh, there wasn't a lot talked about. Um, well, Polter's character. Um, he Adam, just said how excited, how excited he was to be part of this cast. But now we know that uh, Maria Bakalova from um, the second Borat movie is playing Cosmo. She's voicing Cosmo? She's voicing Cosmo. Cosmo's a girl. Cosmo's a girl this time. Oh, I love it. That's cute. And she's she a Russian accent. <laughs> she's actually Russian, which is fun. That's great. Cosmo's the best. I'm so excited to see Cosmo. I, I, I never understood why James Gunn never never showed Cosmo in any of the Guardians films before. Yeah. Uh, and I'm so excited we finally get Cosmo. Well, he's a, he's he's in the the the, the I know thingy. so brief. So yeah. he's in the he's in the first Guardians film so briefly. Yeah, he's coming now. She's coming. She's coming. That's going to be May 5th, 2023. Man, so much stuff. And then Echo will be summer 2023. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Loki season two, also summer 2023. That's Hell three yeah. shows so far. The Marvels will be July 28th, 2023. May, June, July. Okay. They did not tell us anything, any new information about the show, about the movie. It's far enough away, yeah. Which I was kind of surprised about. That they didn't jump on Miss Marvel just ending. I was also surprised, like just jumping ahead, that there was no Miss Marvel season two announcement. Yeah, I expected that there would be. Maybe there still will be at D23, but like that could be something they're saving because they got to bring something to D23. Or like it could be a case of like they got to wait for the movie to come out to announce it or something just to be safe. I don't know. Because like, no, I feel like you got to announce it sooner than that because they'd have to start filming soon. Like you want to still get like a lot of that cast in. Yeah. So you want to. I got plenty of shows. Yeah, it's true. No, I know. Like, we'll see. Blade is going to start filming in October and will be released November 3rd, 2023. Oh, that's a a quick turnaround. Ironheart will be fall 2023. Agatha Coven of Chaos. They changed the title from House of Harkness. Ooh, spooky. uh, Will be winter 2023 slash 2024. So we're looking at like the end of December. So that's five plus what if. Yeah, I have I don't think he counts what if anymore. Sure. That's still that's, a lot. That's six shows they're slamming out next Come year. Come on and slam. And then. And then he was a little bitch again because he said this 18 episode first season is going to excite you all when it's Daredevil born again. It's called Daredevil born again. Daredevil mm-hmm. born again. You son of a bitch. He did it. <laughs> 18 episode first season that's, that's what he said jesus so i hope it's not a thing of like six seems to be working let's do that three times in one 
I hope it's like they thought about that's really bold. That's really bold with the strategy they've had so far. (laughs) And then to look at Daredevil and like, what did Daredevil do on Netflix? Well, we're going to do more. (laughs) I mean, like that's the thing of like overcompensation that we're we're always like, you know, maybe more episodes would really give these things room to breathe. 18 is a lot. 18 is a lot. Yeah. And like, like Twin Peaks had like like 17 or like it had like a weird number of episodes but i was also like a special return mm-hmm. um if they're calling this season one uh 18 seems like a lot that's like that's almost 22 that's a lot wait for those casting announcements to roll out baby find out that that cast is coming back this is also the first one that he called a first season he didn't yeah. he, he corrected himself because he said series at first and then he corrected himself to say season right um I'm i watched that it. I watched that video a lot because I was like, I, I'm getting your wording right this time. I can't wait to like go and watch all of like the panels and stuff like after this. Um, Vincent D'Onofrio confirmed a return. Um, he didn't take the opportunity to confirm either of their involvement in Echo, which I thought was interesting. I looked. Sure. Mm-hmm. Honestly, with an 18 episode season dedicated to them, I'm like, I don't need it. Like acknowledge yeah. whatever happened with Echo and the Kingpin at the end of Hawkeye and then move on. And then that's it. Yeah. That's, that'll be out spring 2024. I want I want Echo show to be about Echo. God damn it. Yeah. Uh, and then Captain America, a new world order. Will be out May 3rd, 2024. Cool. And that's when he and that's when he was a little bitch again, because he was like, then that's the end of phase four uh, phase five, except there's one more Thunderbolts. Thunderbolts will be an exciting new group of heroes. Out July 25th, 2024. They're doing it, baby. They're doing it. They're going to introduce a bunch of heroes and they're going to be heroes for like an entire movie. And then they're going to show up and they're actually villains in the next movie. They're doing it, baby. And that's phase four. That's phase five. Hell yeah. Phase five sounds fantastic. Well, do you want to hear about phase six? Shut your mouth. (laughs) Because he then then decided to announce phase six. Come on. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. Why? Because he got really sick and tired of people having to think pieces about the the MCU is not going anywhere. Oh, I bet. Is this is this? I'm going to I'm going to guess because there was a bunch of. um, Yes. um, uh, uh, Trademarks happening. Is that is that all real? That's all like it's all. Fantastic Four will be the first movie of phase six, Mm. which will be out uh, November 8th, 2024. And we'll start filming next year. Okay, that's two years. Okay, sure. Then there's a lot of gaps. And then he announced Avengers, the Kang Dynasty, out May 2nd, 2025, and Avengers Secret Wars, out November 7th, 2025. Can't, I gotta go, guys. This is too much. <laughs> That's too much Comic-Con news. Give me a break. They said the word Secret Wars? Oh, yep. oh boy. Event, so two Importantly, Avengers films. if you didn't catch it because of how Brandon had to announce it, Avengers Secret Wars is out before Kang Dynasty. What? No, 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 it's, no, it's Kang no Dynasty way. and then Secret Wars. Oh, OK. I was going to say that wouldn't make any sense. Secret Wars but has to be the finale. But they're six months apart. They're doing an endgame thing. They're definitely they're doing another another. It's two, infin- it's two Avengers movies in one year. They're doing the Matrix. That's what the Matrix did. Yeah, they released some move like six months apart. That's oh, boy. Oh, boy. Dr. Doom, you better get here real fast, bro. You better get here real fast. On an EW interview afterwards, he was asked if the Russo brothers are directing, and he said no. The Russo brothers are not directing these two movies. Good. Good. Um, how can it's fine? So between between all the these, so that's that's it. That's all phase six was announced. 
But if you look at the if you look at the timeline, there are eight blank release release spots. Oh yeah, there's more sequels, more characters. More that's movies, where that's shows. so I decided. Oh, by the way, it's called the Multiverse Saga. They named it. They named it. Okay. Phase yeah. Phase four through six is called the Multiverse Saga. That's pretty sick. That's pretty sick. I love it. So I decided to to look up something because I remember seeing this, and they did have other trademarks. Uh, because we they just talked about the Thunderbolts, Avengers, King Dynasty. We we saw these trademarks. There were other trademarks. So I'm going to read you these these mm-hmm. other trademarks that happened. Because if these are true, well, yeah, yeah. Nomad, Shang Chi, and the Wreckage of Time, mm. Black Knight Origins, mm-hmm. Eternity Wars, mm. Midnight Suns, yes, Avengers Academy, oh, and Celestials End of Time. That's a weird one. Those are the other trademarks that they also trademarked. Okay. All right. Some of those might be, could be TV shows, could be movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I think probably those slots, if I had to guess, we might be seeing an Eternals movie. We might be seeing Miss Marvel season two. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We might be seeing. Maybe, maybe something the, the, Moon Knight related, maybe. Midnight Suns. Yeah. The, the new a, a new Shang-Chi movie, because, you know, they probably want to get another one out. True, true, true. It's interesting. So a couple of things are uh, between phase f- between phase one and phase three is about 10 years. It's 11 years between phase four and phase six, which is the next saga. It's five years with double the content. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you when when you build out a universe and it gets big enough, like that's that's kind of how it happens. Like, it's. Yeah. We're just, the more stuff you put out, the more the bigger it's going to get, you know. Like, and then yeah. the next the next two Avengers films aren't until the end of the saga, which I, uh, we won't see an Avengers movie until twenty twenty five. Well, that I mean, I'm okay with that honestly, because yeah. like it's it'll give us a reason, or it'll give us to build up all of these characters, and then when we eventually meet a bunch of variants of them, we'll know who they are, so we don't have to explain all this stuff. We can just do the End Game Infinity War situation where all the characters are established, and you can just have your giant Kang venture. Yeah. uh that's so wild i can't believe like it's finally like yeah like kang's leading into secret wars so like doom doom is coming doom is coming y'all there was a uh, <laughs> there was a potentially elite concept art for black panther that showed him yeah no i'm do, mm, he's probably he's probably in that post credit maybe scene, he's probably in that post credit scene. so so i thought it was interesting there are some missing uh titles that we've heard rumblings about not just not just rumors but like things that we know from them are coming so armor wars was not announced um the 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 nova the nova show which we've heard rumors that's not officially confirmed from them but we've heard rumors of that yeah, yeah. we know that there's a wakanda show coming that ryan coogler is working on for disney plus that wasn't announced mm-hmm. and they didn't include the christmas and halloween specials that are filming right now oh yeah that halloween one is soon too yeah. So I, I'm curious to know. And X-Men obviously wasn't confirmed, which will probably be phase six. Yeah, that's the that I got a feeling that X-Men is going to take up a lot of real estate. Yeah. And so, like, my theory is that those specials and the animated stuff, he no longer considers part of the phases. Yeah, because, like, if it is just like a 30 minute hour long, like Halloween special, it's almost like I am Groot. Like, it's not. Yeah. You don't need to like, you know, that's not really, yeah, included or whatever. It's not necessarily that he doesn't think they matter. It's just that as far as like this multiverse saga goes, 
they're not a part of it. Yeah, yeah, which is which is totally fine. Yeah, uh, man, that's a lot of that's uh, two phases in one. That's crazy, crazy. You, Kevin, for this one. Uh, <laughs> you hear what I said? Crazy, crazy Kevin. you, Kevin, for this one. Oh, I'm sleepy. <laughs> This was this definitely felt like Kevin Feige went to Comic Con being like, "You all think we're directionless? You shut yeah. your mouth!" No, and like we we knew they weren't directionless. It's just like when you go from having three characters to twenty characters, it's going to seem quote unquote directionless just because like not every, it doesn't need to all funnel. We talked about this in our Miss Marvel conversation. Like yeah. not everything needs to funnel into one thing, especially when the universe is this broad. Like it's almost impossible to at this point. Uh, that's why you got to wait four more years to make another Avengers movie, which is fine. I'm really happy with these announcements, though. I, um, Jonathan Majors being the big bad boy for the next couple of years, like Doom eventually getting established. Like, I, even if Doctor Doom is not like the core character of Secret Wars, like Doom is is Secret Wars. Like, you do not associate Secret Wars without associating with Doctor Doom, the old comic or the new comic. Like, he is integral to that. So, like, the future is so good. And then we got X Men, just like. Eating like a king, baby. Eating like a king. What do you think, Sparks? You've been a little silent. I was. I I really enjoy a lot of these announcements, and there's a lot I'm excited about. The Avengers films have me disheartened. Really? Yeah, I won't lie. Yeah. Um, we're talking four years of MCU stuff. We're yes, it's more than usual, but in four years we'll have done all the Kang stuff essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think this is. I think this will be detrimental to the longevity of the MCU past this point. Mm-hmm. It's going to mean like every four years, you got to build to the big double hitter Avengers event now because the audience demanded it. This is the same to me. This is no different than giving the Snyder cut babies. The Snyder cut mm. is you. We are now feeding that toxic rabbit audience that said this needs to be building to something big immediately. Give it to me immediately. And but- I, I feel like we needed more uh, i frankly feel like we needed an avengers film that wasn't infinity war endgame level to kind of bring things back down and be like we can have a crossover thing about them doing the avengers stuff that's not on that level more of an age of ultron level mm-hmm. our first avengers level and eventually we will get to that high again but if you if you narrow and close those peaks then the demand for those peaks is just going to be more rabid more frequent and the longevity of the mcu is going to shrink so i will 100 percent agree with you i wish we got another small scale avengers movie just so they can have a fun little team up i do agree with that but by the time the next avengers movies come out it is almost a decade since the last one came out so like enough time has passed that's that's not true it's only Mm. it's only 2018 was the last avengers movie and the next one 2019 2019 was sorry one year sorry and let's be fair there was a pandemic yeah. take out take out a year but it will have only been four years of them releasing content post endgame only four years from 2021 to 2025 of mcu content that's how much time post endgame has has been sure that is still out. three years in the future for me so i can't i'm not even i'm just thinking on a different thing level level than you are i'm not i'm not thinking about three years in the future like until i've seen everything you know what i mean uh, like, i mean sparks does have does have an interesting point to bring up because What's next? Because in, Kang, in four years from now, I'm not worried about it. <laughs> no, but like, but like, if you want, if you if you want to like project, because Sparks is talking about the longevity of the MCU. Yeah. So so we've done Thanos. Well, we don't now. In in three years, we'll do Kang. What's after that, guys? There's so many. Who's comic bigger than Kang? 
no it's not even it's not even that to me it's just i didn't i didn't expect secret wars to come after only a single film with the fantastic four oh yeah i'm with you on that one for sure like i just i just think we're 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 racing to this finish line because of of the fervor of chasing the end game dream again and i don't think we needed to be and i think it's a misstep to maybe give the fans that so quickly I, I we all knew Secret Wars was coming. I do look forward to seeing it. Um, yeah. I I hoped it was a little further out, down on the goalpost that we were going to use still the television show time and movie time to expand on these characters because I we don't know what those blank slots are, but we do know that there's a lot of other things, characters that they're introducing, things that we need to, Eternals, like things that we need to follow up on that uh probably mean that there's no fantastic four two in there before this this uh level of event with them and i to fit in yeah and i think that's that's slightly tough i do think like what was so successful about endgame wasn't just that it was the culmination of these characters coming together but the culmination of the longevity of spending time with them and a lot of these characters that are going to be involved in this Avengers phase, we won't have spent, while there will have been a lot of broad MCU content, the individual stories will not have been as, as deep or long. I mean, yeah. you have a, you do have a, you do have a point because by the time uh, Endgame rolled around, we had, we had a few trilogies with the, with certain characters and we won't even have one by the time Secret Worlds uh, rolls around. We won't have another Thor film, most likely. We won't have, we'll, we might get another Shang-Chi film. Um, but like you talked about it, we didn't get, we're probably not going to see a Miss Marvel, a Miss Marvel season two prior to Secret Wars, most likely. So the last time we see any of those characters is Captain, as the Marvels. Yeah. So, and I, and that's I just, many years. I just think, I think we're racing to this point yeah. that I think we're, we're already slightly clipping the potential of, of what it could be, because I, I do think like, even in a tertiary way, like Secret Wars is is such a grand thing that like I don't think it's bad to say like it's a goalpost, but to say it's a goalpost that soon feels and it also feels like it still feeds into that idea of like because we're setting these dates, right? Like we we have to we have to make all of these specific things happen to make those well, Avengers that, event films possible. That also, that's the thing, like regardless of how like the pandemic is in the future, like we're it's always gonna be in like oh this weird state, but like I wouldn't be shocked if a lot of these dates change in f- in in four years' time. Because how often have they changed throughout the entire history of the MCU? They've there's always changes, right? Um, and that's and that's possible. But again, like it still goes back to that for me that core idea of of I really thought we'd get like something to kind of like okay, and now we're you know we're like on a all right here's steady the balance, about, and then yes. we'll hit that peak again. And like here's an, an Avengers film that's not uh infinity war and game level oh i i agree with that i yeah. i do think with how crossovers are happening with these movies and these solo movies are becoming bigger and bigger uh i don't think there's a situation where we don't see another captain america civil war situation where that's basically an avengers movie i'm i'm hoping i think like i guarantee of... that there'll be team up stuff that is an equi- avengers level thing they won't call well, it that believe me i am hoping i am discouraged by the fact that like we still haven't gotten any announcements about that on our horizon right now mm-hmm. you know, uh, beyond you know, the marvels the marvels is a good example of it but beyond that like we don't have a lot of known content where uh you know like oh it's going to be this character uh you know like sam wilson will be appearing as captain america in another story and here's where we're going to get like more involvement with him and associating with him and that kind of thing 
You know, one of the things that uh, we often thought about was Secret Wars, because we all knew Secret Wars was coming. We always said 10 years. Mm-hmm. And the next the next 10 years of when Secret Wars happens, because we I mean, we were right that it wouldn't be phase four. Um, we just didn't realize that the phases would be so condensed this time around. And mm-hmm. and a lot of it has to do with the fact that, like, it's about the same level of movies, but it's they're because of the shows. It, it has doubled that kind of content. And I, I think that's what's I think that's probably what they're taking into account when because these phases are as far as like content time much longer than the than the first three. Mm-hmm. Um, it is just kind of curious that like, you know, it, it goes back to what what's what Sparks is saying of like, we don't know where other characters are going to appear. It almost kind of feels like the MCU. I and mean, we, we talked about this before, but like the MCU is prioritizing getting as many characters out of the gate as possible, rather than just a few that we can spend some time with and enjoy and, 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 and be with to get that kind of emotional high that we had with Endgame. It would be difficult, not impossible, mind you, that Secret Wars would create the same type of, kind of uh, emotional finality that we felt when it, when we had, because like there, there's, so I'm kind of rambling, but like, I, I do have a point, but like there, there is a sense of like, we heard prior to Endgame that going forward post Endgame, certain characters like Dr. Strange, Captain Marvel and Spider-Man would be the heads of the MCU. But as of now, we probably won't see a lot of those characters for many projects in between and we won't get that kind of like we won't get that kind of like longevity um what's the word um kind of relationship that we had with tony stark or steve rogers um we 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 probably won't feel that same kind of sense of um you know that kind of sense of relationship that we had with those with those I, characters. I, I see what you guys are saying, but I just I think it's just too early to really say that because like we just watched a She-Hulk trailer that has Daredevil in it, and like we have Wong showing up. Like that's still that stuff's all still there. It's mm-hmm. just like it's all speculation. We're we're just I'm, I'm just kind of musing and just speculating and just yeah. having a discussion. It, I'm no I I'm no I'm not trying to poo poo anyone's feelings here. There's no poo poo. There's no toilets involved anywhere. I'm just that's like what, that's what my mother does. I'm sorry. I, I don't no, know yeah. why I decided to do that. No, yeah. I just like I feel all of your hesitations, but like, I Marvel has mostly done good with everything they've done so far. You know, besides like, like the TV shows. Like, I think all the character stuff works. So like, okay. if they if they say they can get to Secret Wars in four years, then like I trust them. Otherwise, I don't think they would do it without feeling like they were they could do equality. I think that you've perhaps touched on like where where I'm more trepidatious, which is uh, I fear this as not necessarily like maybe this was always the intention. Maybe it wasn't. But I fear this as a response to the demand for uh, where are we going? The, the where are we going argument and feeling like we've been listing uh, so far in the MCU, which for me, I've liked not feeling like here's how Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is also leading to Kang. And mm-hmm. here's how uh, Thor Love and Thunder is also leading to Kang. Like uh, and I I'm terrified of of a more pointed focus in that direction yeah. of the stories being overtaken by the build. Yeah, um, well, I mean, and, it's, and it's I fear that and I fear that because. And I fear the lack of spending the time with these characters because, being honest, 
half the time with the Disney Plus shows, I don't feel like we've spent good time with the characters. And so I fear it because it's more setting these setting these points where we've got to make all these stories like work with each other and, and and we're we're rushing these projects and we're rushing these projects and 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 we're tightening up and we want to get to this point we want to get to this infinity war and game point again with all these characters right now and i i'm nervous for the stories that might suffer in that mm-hmm. race uh yeah and and that's where i'm like that is more of the general i wanted to hear more of us us languishing with characters even more uh, like part of the the race the suddenness of the avengers movies to me is the fact that i wanted them further away because frankly i want them to take more time with all of the projects and not be racing through them and that's that's where i get afraid yeah we keep talking about how we want season twos of certain marvel shows and there's not really a lot of time anymore to include a season two of miss marvel or moon knight or or something like that you know we don't know that though well, but like if there's but there's so many projects that we already know are on the horizon. Yeah, that are... Moon Knight season two would not come out for more than two and a half, two to two and a half years. And that's plenty of there's those eight slots that are whatever open. Right. Like, well, but that's the, but that's the thing. You keep saying that we're four years away from the next Avengers movie. We're not. We're three closer to two. I got, we're, I... we're almost we're almost into 2023. We're closer to 2023 than we are to 2021 by 24 days. Yes, you're correct. So like to think about it like that way. I don't see a world where, you know, if they are making the, if they are making Nova, if they are making X-Men, if they are making Armor Wars, if they are making Wakanda, well, the no. Wakanda series, I don't see a world where they're replacing any of those with Miss Marvel season two, with Moon Knight season two, with, you know, like things like that. I don't I that's why I, that's why I was so that's why I'm still kind of confused why Loki is the only is the only show. That we know has gotten a second season, it's and so we good. have no conversation con- uh, uh, confirmation that any other show, and that there are slots, but it doesn't look like there's enough slots. Well, Loki, for the ones that we really want. Loki seems to di- directly do with Kang stuff because mm-hmm. that's how that show ended. So I'm sure we're gonna get more of that. Um, and also, like Moon Knight and Miss Marvel don't need to show up in Secret Wars. They're not. That's big cosmic stuff. Like, not every character needs to show up uh in in the in the big avengers movie too it could just be the like my my fear is is that like secret wars won't be as big as i want it to be but i'll see that might make a better movie if it's more small scale just dealing with like the character stuff i think so i think it's that's it's, uh, i think honestly like that's also part of my fear is i i think i would feel differently if either of these films were just the one film mm-hmm. it's the two-parterness that has me like so they're going they're going hard they're aiming for that that same that's what that same uh uh you know rush of of bringing all the mcu here's that, like that that's what that's what feels uh so present in that this concept. is what my brain tells me and i and i i do agree i do think r- rushing to get to the big secret wars is a mistake uh the way i see it is like kang is our ultimate bad guy until the end of the king dynasty that's when dr doom takes his powers and that's when secret war happens mm-hmm. but then that's like are you only doing two years of Dr. Doom stuff before he becomes God? That's like not enough. That's not enough time for my guy. Not at all. So like that's, it, it is interesting. Yeah. That's, that's where, that's where I'm ending up is that I just, I just think, I just think it's so sudden. And, and I do fear like, this is me. This is me being completely honest that this is coming from star Wars. This is me saying that mm-hmm. like rise of Skywalker showed me that they will get afraid of fans talking about a certain way about a franchise and they will, nosedive and pivot to that very loud sometimes minority audience Mm -hmm. and i fear 
Kevin Feige doing that with the uproar of people talking about feeling like, you know, the MCU is wasting their time and like, where is it going and, and needing that and not appreciating the projects for what they're getting in the case of the two recent films that we all liked uh, because we engage with them just as they were and uh, not embracing the idea that these shows don't have to be for everybody. And they can be for for select groups. And like, yes, I want them to still be better than they've been, but they can also I don't need Moon Knight to cater to the entire wide MCU audience. I don't want Kevin Feige to think that way either. It but shouldn't I fear, have to, yeah. But I fear that the fan fervor is driving that all these things need to cater to me so that I can get to that end game high again. And uh, that's the only thing It's just these Avengers date announcements make me afraid of mm -hmm. things going that direction. There is no other evidence here that says that that's what's going to happen. It's just, I do think it's rushing, but outside of that, it's just pure Star Wars did me dirty, and mm -hmm. I'm afraid of that happening here too. That's 100% fair. But even, even so, like, I recently rewatched Age of Ultron, and like, it, it sucks that that's the only Avengers movie and continues to be the only Avengers movie where, the, where they actually feel like a team, where it's just kind of. Just them being Avengers, just being a team doing an Avengers mission. Yeah, and I wish that movie was better, though. And we won't get that again. We're not getting that's not King Dynasty. That's not Secret Wars. Right. We don't know that's, that. <laughs> well, come on. Come on. You Listen, really think, we didn't you really know. Think, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You yeah. really think that Kang Dynasty is going to be a small scale Avengers, just kind of six but, people. But chilling, what I mean, chilling on the couch. When I when I'm saying small scale, I think of how Endgame small scale had the time travel stuff and that felt pretty personal while still being a big movie. Sure. That's the type of personal I mean. I think I think I think the general point we can all agree on is like the idea of an Avengers with slightly lower stakes, like just having some of our characters who would be Avengers at this current point in the MCU interact with each other against a, a different villain of lower tier villain. than. Oh, Kang. so the cruise line. Uh, no, no, <laughs> stop it. Um, like, like just something where it's allowing that kind of, uh, uh, like using the, the idea of peaks and valleys implies that it's like lower quality, but that's not what I mean. I mean, no, like I tension. It's, yeah. it's all about like tension and like a lower level of tension for an Avengers event before you go back to the big one. Like we're, if you're if you're just doing the Avengers events and talking like coming off of Endgame, do do your do your lower tier and then come back up on on the high for so, Kang yes. for Secret Wars. So here's the thing. Yes, because if our first Avengers movie coming back is a Kang Dynasty, that's a big ass movie. At this point, everyone in Endgame, everyone is an Avenger. So mm -hmm. it doesn't it's not it's not going to be a team of it's not going to be Miss Marvel and, and Captain America and Wanda, right? It's going to be whoever it could, whoever they can afford to be in this movie, right? right. So it's going to be a massive Avengers scale. So like, I do agree. Like, I do lament that. Like, I wish we could have got Avengers where they fight Modok, and it's like that's the threat. Like, right. you know, yeah, right. Um, but that yeah, being said, you know, I'm still a little excited to see Mister King. I, no, I, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. Like, it's end. it's it's always what we wanted the Avengers films to do. It's it's just a little soon, I feel. But yeah. um, but there's a lot of other great announcements here. I'm very hopeful. I'm hopeful for the future of the MCU. I'm just getting a little afraid. Um, mostly, I'm not mostly afraid again, yet. Mostly again, it's I I acknowledge it is the Star Wars fear. It is the fear of the the curtailing to the wide response. Uh, I I don't want them to be shaken by people. Uh, not being enthralled enough by Thor Love and Thunder because it didn't it didn't tell them how it was connecting to everything else. I have a feeling 
that these Avengers dates were made before Thor's somewhat bad box office results. I, I think you're probably true. Well, there's also the case of like the last time he talked to us about phase four, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania was on it. Things Armor change. Wars was on it. Things change. Mm-hmm. We, the, the, and that's that, but that's, that's what Sparks is talking about, right? Mm-hmm. That's what Sparks is talking about. The idea that like there, there are movies that are considered fate. There are movies and shows that are considered phase five that we were told were phase four. And the, and the reason why they changed could be to what Sparks is talking about because of that, of that kind of fervor of we need to know where this is going. And so Kevin Feige was like, okay, well, phase four is done. Now we're going to do phase five. I just don't buy into it as much as you guys do. I think, I think I'm not saying that I do. I'm just saying that Sparks is bringing up a good point. I'm bringing up just, yes, I, I, I agree with him. I'm just bringing up how I feel. I think, I think that it's also strange. Like, you know, sure that it, you know, like the phases ended on, on big Avengers films as they did, but like, um, it felt like there were clear points of why the phases stopped where they did and started where they did in yeah. the Infinity Saga. And this feels like, all right, we got to get into phase five. So Black Panther Wakanda Forever's end of phase four and, and we'll we'll jump into phase five. Uh, Unless something big happens. Quantum in Black Mania. Panther. And there could and there could be um, yeah. it just it, on the on the surface feels arbitrary marketing weird stuff. But I also feel that way about just saying the phases to begin with. Yeah, at the end of the day, I we talk so much about it. Like, I at the end of the day, I don't care. I just want to watch movies. Mm-hmm. If I'm being real, like this is all this is all really fun talk. At the end of the day, I just want to. See, what's the next Marvel movie? And I'll be happy to see it. Is mm-hmm. it good? That's all I care about. It's true. Well, that's all Comic Con news then. Good, because I got to go to bed. I'm, sl- I'm sleepy. <laughs> um, there will probably be stuff on Sunday, but we'll talk about it at a later date. Yeah. So. Next time you see us, we'll probably be with our, our uh, actual episode of the podcast, episode 292, where we'll talk about Paper Girls. The, uh, uh, we'll compare the first volume of the comic to the first however many episodes uh, Amazon decides to drop on us. I'm going to guess three. That's just they, they, that's the, they'd be doing that. Harley Quinn dropped three as well, apparently, or something. Um, so that's that. Um, okay, so guys, uh, thank you so much for uh, listening and watching to this. Um, Comic-Con, baby. You can check out plenty of other content on this channel if you like this video and subscribe to this channel, such as our Fake Nerds Watch series. We talked a little bit about Miss Marvel. There's a Fake Nerds Watch series up now of that whole thing. We talked a little bit about Star Trek Change New Worlds. There's an entire phase uh, Fake Nerds Watch series. That, that, as, far as far as many, many more Fake Nerds Watches you can check out now. True. Basement Arcade which are Let's Play series and Basement Arcade Pause Mini, which is a video game discussion series, are available on this channel as well, uh, where you can find uh, Ben's latest episode where he talks Kingdom Hearts with... An opera singer. An opera singer. Uh, I forgot the name. Um, Fickner, Fickner Book Club and Animation Station are both shows you can find on this channel. And you can, if you'd like to support us financially, you can check out Patreon or TeePublic. Both links are down below in the description. Or you can check out our website at fakenerpodcast.com. Uh, we can find those links and many, many more. Thank you to everyone. Thank you to everyone who listens. Thank you to everyone who watches uh, this. Thank you to to our collaborators, such as Jeremy Gallucci, um, who does our all of the music you've heard and all the music you hear on all of our shows. If you can find him at Jeremy Gallucci Keyboards. You can find his podcast, Suburban Proctologist, at Suburban Proctologist Official on Instagram. You can find it on iTunes, of course. Um, Instagram at Subproc Podcast. Thank you to Mike Patola. Mike Patola just had an re- episode. He 
we just finally we just finally did an episode with him. How to Train Your Dragon. That episode is up now. You can check out. You can find him on Instagram and TikTok at Mike Patola. Fake Nerd Podcast on all the social media, such as Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. FakeNerdGuys at gmail.com. I'm a BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. I also write for Screen Rant, where I, I put up a few Marvel pieces you can check out. Um, I also put a, I also write for Atomic Geekdom, where I have another... I actually have an Age of Ultron piece coming out relatively soon, probably next week. Um, and I write for KaiDramaMedia.com. Sparks? Uh, you can find me eagerly anticipating the next piece of the MCU at Sparks Witty on Instagram and Twitter, S-P-A-R-K-Z Witty. Ryan? You could find me just going gaga for Namor and Riri Williams and, and, and red and yellow Daredevil. You red and yellow? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, I just, it's bad when they give me what I want. It makes me happy at DJ Tony Snark, 616 everywhere. And you can find Ben Magnet, who was on this, who was on this uh, earlier at uh, Ben Magnet 27 on all the social medias. Uh, and he writes for Fusion Gamer Magazine, Old School Gamer Magazine, and GoNintendo.com. Yeah, it is. Uh, all right, subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music and Podcasts, and Pandora. Rate and review wherever you get us. We greatly appreciate it. Like this video, subscribe to this channel. Until next time you see us, guys, stay fake, nerds. Comic-Con! <laughs>